Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 154. Hello out there, my name is Elliot J. O'Neill, I'm your host, and here as always, except when he's not, is BT Calloway. No, hoi hoi. And crowd favourite, and... Get out of town. I voted... Men want to be him and ladies want to love him, it's <gasps> Daniel Rosewell. Oh, not Ricardo Bamba? <laughs> Ricardo Suave. <laughs> I'm Danny Rosewell. Danny, Danny Rosewell. And joining us for The Simpsons Index, of course, this is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Who's our sponsor this week? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? When you need to sacrifice someone or sustain a vampire, try blood. You've already got plenty of it already in you. <laughs> Landmines. Finally, the juggling toy that for the whole family to enjoy. <laughs> Grenades. When you need everyone to fuck off now. <laughs> Acme's itching toothpaste. <laughs> oh God, why? Oh, it just... Do you want itchy teeth but can't be bothered with all that cocaine? <laughs> And how else do we do? We start off by watching an episode from the HD era. And this was like one of seven episodes from the HD era that was not in HD. Mm. This was season 20, episode one, Sex, Pies and Idiot Scrapes. First <laughs> released in September of Ought 8. It was directed by Lance Kramer, written by Kevin Curran, RIP, in this episode. Homer and Ned become a team of bail bondsmen, uh, bounty hunter guys. Mm-hmm. And in the B story, Mudge works at an erotic bakery. Guys, what do you think? It was okay. I kind of liked it and also kind of didn't like it. I know, it. yeah. Isn't that weird? Mixed feels. Not weird at all. What about yourself? What did you think? I love so many parts of this episode. Like, yes. genuinely love. Yes. But I can't shake the feeling that this was a first draft that got put into production <laughs> way too early. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bad painting, but when you look at each dot that it's made out of, it's made out of good dots. Yes. Yeah, each mm. part is good, but... The togetherness does not work. Mm. Oh, it's a connect the dots done poorly. Hey, <laughs> it's one of those like, um, you know, pictures of naked Tomb Raider made up of naked pictures of... <laughs> keep Go going, man, keep going. <laughs> like pictures of naked Tomb Raider made out of pictures of... <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, it is. It's that Tomb Raider poster <laughs> where she's got the weird fucking dinosaur neck. Yeah, oh, and it's yeah, bending around yeah. too much like... I, I'm pretty sure that's too far, but I'm not a necologist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's hook into the questionnaire. <laughs> Elliot, I have a question for you real quick. You know, as this entire episode begins with a St. Patrick's Day parade, as the most Irish person I know, were you offended? <laughs> uh, I have a feeling like I should have been, but I'm actually not well enough, versed enough in my uh, history to know why. I did read in the Wikipedia that apparently this pissed off because of the IRA reference in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, when did this come out? Autate. Or eight. And I can't remember my history terribly well, but the, like the IRA may have like just calmed down. Yeah. It's like, thank God. <laughs> Again, I almost liked it, but it felt maybe a little too soon. When he's just like, sees a bus of British tourists like, ah, back in the day, we've been all over that. Oh, it's that like, was not cool. No. Mm. Well, yeah, especially because, you know, with the looming Brexit, what's going to happen with the fucking two sides of Ireland, just as they fucking mm. calmed the hell down. Uh, I didn't even like that Lisa and Biz went out of the way to kind of explain what the IRA is to to the audience. Yeah. To the viewing audience, you who haven't heard of the two different sides of Ireland, Americans, there may be an interesting cultural history. Take note. 
Yeah, the two sides, the Catholics and the Protestants, represented by the Hulk and the Thing, respectively. No, 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 no. The Cathys and the Protos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, this is probably problematic. I wouldn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. But even with my proud Irish heritage, I did love the whole <laughs> bit. Well, if it's a good gum and you're after, perhaps you'd like this lovely cabbage. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd like just a follow-up little dialogue of, oh, cabbage. <laughs> At least it wasn't a potato. It still felt offensive, and I've got no Irish blood in me. <laughs> oh, but we could gum the frosting. Yeah, very good. Adorable D- Irish orphans. Why were there suddenly <laughs> Irish orphans in Sprint? You know, it doesn't matter. Why was an erotic baker looking after them? <laughs> Still, this is exactly yes. the thing where I'm like first drafting because yeah. like, when you're writing this, uh, you put in filler material and they're like, fuck it. It's, it's yeah. St. Paddock's Day. Parade. But they kind of sell it. It's a bit of fun. It's just mm, done quite. Yeah. Oh, man. Like it's a, it's a refrigerator joke. It's funny mm. if you don't look closely. Yeah. You like know, a refrigerator. Like a ref- <laughs> they're funny if you don't look closely. Yeah. What's that big thing in the kitchen? <laughs> Piss off. Fridge logic. I was thinking about fridge logic. I don't know where, what that is either. That's the thing where a movie makes sense until you walk away and you're at the fridge getting a Coke and you're like, wait a oh. second, that didn't make sense. I've that's, never heard that. Too. You haven't heard of fridge logic? It's a thing. That's a thing. Quick, that's a thing. Pen, say penny, say pen, that's pen, pen. <laughs> No, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I believe. It just, uh, oh, I thought it was like uh, you knew Indiana Jones 4 was going to be bad after the fridge scene. <laughs> oh, my That's God. jumping the fridge. <laughs> There's, no, that's literally a term. Oh, fuck. Wonderful. Danny Rosewell, what stands out to you for better or worse? You know what? I'm going to pull the big card. I really like the chicken fight scene. Yeah. I did. It was gorgeous. Uh, the extended parkour chase scene. Yeah, it was yeah. totally needless. It was clearly absurdist and like parody because obviously none of them knew parkour, were mm. athletic, or able to do any of the things they did. But it, it knew it was being silly and went full hog. Suddenly yeah, they, they leaned a hundred percent into yeah, it. Yeah, suddenly they were Matrix parkour experts from fucking Expendables or or Fast and Furious yeah, Twelve. No, it was a hundred percent sold for me when like Homer gets in the elevator, Ned starts. Cartwheeling up the stairs, yes. cuts to Homer who's still parkouring yes, in the elevator because he just can't stop. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so good. Like it's so bad. Mm. Yeah, oh, it feels one hundred percent like someone's watched Casino Royale the last night. It was like guys, yes. guys, 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 guys. Parkour. They, I think they landed it. Yeah, that's but it. I think they escalate it correctly as well. Starting out, they're doing basic parkour, and you're like, yep, yep. yep. Then all of a sudden, they go through the <laughs> barn, and it's like <gasps> parkour. Yes, <laughs> and then they're just jumping across various cars and. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really cool. I thought it was a chicken fight, which of course is mm. the famously like overdone thing yeah, that yeah. they do again and again and again. Family Guy, there's a chicken fight scene that goes for like 27 minutes. Yep. No, the first one went for like three minutes. Then they did like a 10 minute one. Then they did like a six hours of nothing but amazing yeah. chicken fight scene. The miniseries. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and dude, because I, I watched the Simpsons guy recently, the Family Guy Simpsons crossover, because, mm. you know, it's getting to the point where we probably have to do it in the podcast soon. Mm-hmm. And part two, literally half of it is Homer and Peter doing a chicken fight. Yeah, of course it is. And that's Family Guy's bit. I mean, yes, the cutaway thing. But the other thing is sticking on a joke so long it's not funny, and then so long that it's funny again, and then so long that it's not funny again. Like, I mean, when he stubs his knee and he's just like, Mm -hmm. ah, I should stick on this for 35 minutes. Hang on a second. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. But no, I felt like it went through the... Ah. 
correct amount of escalations because after the horse you got like them jumping planets and it zoom out and it's yeah planetarium planetarium. like that was the moment when i was like oh god it is going absurdist and then it pulls Mm. back and it's not really absurdist but it's also being ridiculous they're still jumping planet to planet like they're crazy kung fu master experts Mm -hmm. without neither of them stopping to be like wow i can't believe i made that jump (laughs) (laughs) yeah because the second they acknowledge that it would ruin it i'm really glad they had the bit at the end with the classic i'm climbing the red girder beams i'm leaping onto the one that's on a crane somehow classic action movie bit yeah you need the the moving girders stuff Mm -hmm. girder you know american english has a lot of words that rhyme with girder they love murder and burgers and girders and and frankenfurters (laughs) well that's really uh more like german oh right frankenfurter yeah yeah they have hot dogs Quat dog. And nothing a, rhymes with that. Gonna have a merger and a burger. Do some murder on a girder. Ooh, a Frankenfurt burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love with the girder scene as well. The has Homer, you know, Ned's falling off the girder mm-hmm. and does the romantic remembering montage and yeah. so reaches out, I got you, buddy. Yeah, but what but are you holding? Who's got you? <laughs> I'm holding it to that. Very ah, good bit. So Simpsonsy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what I liked about it. It felt more Simpsonsy and not Family Guy-ish, which yeah. Simpsons yeah. has actually struggled with since the teens era. Absolutely agreed. How about you, BT? What stands out to you for better or worse? I will quickly go on to just an extension of that. When they land in the cement after falling off the building, I was kind of hoping to be, because like, oh, we just have to get out before the cement dries. And be like, I was hoping they'd just get straight out. And someone would be like, yeah, that takes like six hours. Mm. Yeah, but they didn't. They real. just got stuck there. I'm like, oh, okay. That's not what I would have done, but you know. Yeah. No, what stands out for me was Marge's whole story, which, you know, I'm confused. Why do you always get me to make nothing but spheres, rods, and half-moon shapes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is another one where I'm just, I wish they had more time for this I know. story. I really thought, I really liked a lot of this. Like, she's really, she's always very shy and, you know, is embarrassed about it. It does beg the question, how did she not know yeah. when, when he gave her the address? But okay, fine, whatever. Like, maybe she could have been baking from home the entire time and just, he was picking them up or something mm, but um mm. yeah i just i wish they'd spend a little more time on this it's cute but it's also like something she can do and is good at and she gets on board with it i really loved seeing that she couldn't think of an argument for it you yeah know? he's like he's like it's a victimless thing and she's like oh well, tell that to all the people who um uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, like, this led to some of my favourite jokes. Like, I love the bit where, my customers are just your friends and family. Like, this was a custom order of Dr. Hibbert. It's a model of his... <sighs> no, 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 no. No, no, it's not what you think. It's his penis. It's like, exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want her to say it's exactly what I thought. That was implied. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, but that's just me being a no, no. pedant. <laughs> you may be a pedant. That's what we're here for. Woo! But yeah, there were so many more places for this to go to lead to hijinks as well, yeah. especially when you got the kids. Like um, Homer, like even suggested, we should order one of these for Lisa's birthday party. Yeah, and then the slap thing didn't didn't like mm. it, but I saw it, I knew they had to do something there. Yeah, I wanted to see them doing like her desperately hiding like phallic cakes everywhere uh, behind shit, like <laughs> like when they're naked and, and trying to yeah, run yeah, home, that kind of thing. So like yeah. moving, you know, loaves of bread, like French yeah, bread in, yeah, in the way, French and... bread. Big pineapples, things, and, big uh, pair of melons yeah. hiding cakes. and <laughs> That are also melons, yeah. They're also cl- melons. As long as we're doing the famous slapstick bit in the chase, do the slapstick bit in That's the... That's it. Like, it's begging for a famous bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is why this episode feels so first drafty, because yeah. there was so, so many more places for you to go with this. And now that we say it out loud, they did nothing with this storyline. What the fuck she, is the she arc still of works that? There. Yeah, that's true. Episode ends and that's she's still there and doing fine. Yeah, she liked it. 
Homer got on board with having sex with her, which yeah. I mean, I would. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. No, and yeah. the two jokes that it led to was Marge and Homer going, how about you, me, and the cake go to bed? Uh, how, about how about you, me, you and, me and the cake, cake go to the shower? <laughs> hey oh, Awesome joke. But the bad joke that it led to was Homer almost running down Selma, who's got the cake, who ends up in Skinner's yeah. house, where it's meant to be a Chalmers not expecting it joke. Yep, that was good. That but was fine. But then he kind of clocks what's going on when Agnes is like, I'm coming downstairs. You're going to look at what you're doing. And he's the like, fuck were they we'll doing have there? to eat from both sides and we'll know we're safe when we kiss. The fuck was that? Yeah, what the hell we, is the point? I don't know. It was almost like a reprise of steamed hams. No, they were just like, yeah. we have to hide this from your mother, even though I thought this was the cake you made for me. And I'm bailing. It was weird. No, he's I, coming on to him. He, Chalmers is trying to fuck Skinner. I mean, I'm putting it out there. Hot take, but... Uh, it's a steamy take. I know. It's a very hot take. <laughs> he wants to steam his hams. <laughs> what do you think kind of cake Despite that was? Despite the fact his hams are obviously Was it broke. like a double-ended dildo cake? <laughs> I mean... Oh, yes. because she was That's asking... That's why they were the... both sticking it in their mouths until their leaps meet in the middle. Le- leaps, lips, lips meet in the middle. Well, somewhere in the, earlier in the episode was asking the erotic baker about a highly suggestive cannoli. Yeah. Oh, this is the point in the episode where I'd like to say, Hi, Elliot's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Who's now apparently listening to these? <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so we have the big double-ended dildo. <laughs> Huge. Like, Huge. massive. And Chalmers... Jaw. <laughs> so Chalmers and Skinner have to desperately... <laughs> Just just cram it in. Once, right? Just no time <laughs> for chewing. All it. swallow. And it's clear to the audience that Chalmers is trying to fuck Skinner. Not senior, he's done that just already. slowly locking it, it, eyes as they just chow down, yeah. getting closer and closer until finally their lips touch. And Agnes and walks down their and throws her arm and says, I knew it, I know you're finally happy. <laughs> An aurora borealis. <laughs> Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? <laughs> Never, never. <laughs> Weird, because I swear I, I know some jokes from this, so maybe it was in a trailer or something. You know what? Cannoli is a really delicious baked I good. Oh, yeah, they're fucking fantastic. Love so good, yeah, we got man. some good cannolis in New York. That's oh, yeah, right. you got to say cannoli, like cannoli. Yeah, cannoli. Because uh, we went to, uh, what's his name? Chef Buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cake Boss. Cake, Cake Boss. Wow, yeah. you went to a celebrity bakery? Yeah, man. Well, kind we, of. Wow. We went to a franchise. Yeah, of yeah. It. We didn't go to Hoboken. No. Ooh. Hoboken. Eh. <laughs> Where you get the real cannolis. And you can forget about because it. it's in New Jersey. <laughs> That's why you didn't remember to go? We forgot, forgot about, about it. it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, look, I've seen this episode a bunch. Season 20 was fast-tracked to DVD in Ort 8, and yeah, I lapped it up, and this is the first episode on the first disc, so... Yeah. Yeah. Wackiness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we already mentioned the parkour running. So. Parkour! Wasn't the only one. They had a, the montage to Electric Avenue of them taking in all the bail people. Yeah, it was a weird song choice. Like, I know yeah. it's got, like, a lyric of, like, oh, these bad people. <laughs> and then people. they got bored with Electric Avenue and they went to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was in the other montage. Oh, yeah. But no, Electric Avenue because of the taser. Oh, oh. Right, of course. There was some wackiness there. That was a little bit like when Homer had a gun and was like opening beers with it and stuff. And here he's mm. heating up coffee and toasting croissants. But yeah, I liked those jokes. But then the joke about him putting it in his crotch, it was just like, well, we know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but then later on in the montage where he's like, he goes to taste Dredrick Tatum. <laughs> and it's and he, out of battery. Yeah. And he has to put it on the charger. And yeah. he's waiting. Yeah. Very good. Any other wacky moments? Yeah, some of the other bounty hunters. One was a bear using a raccoon as nunchucks. Yep, mm. that was and, pretty uh, rad. And one was the machine gun legged girl out of Planet Terror. So yep, that's oh. yep, yep. And some sort of evil surgeon with a chainsaw. Yep. Mm. That's cool. That's cool. It looked cool. like a relative of Dr. Colossus. Mm-hmm. The Dr. Colossus conspiracy continues. Dr. Colossus Jr. Or Senior. Ooh. 
Professor Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of went all over the wacky moments already with the Irish. I mean, Homer sympath- drives a car into a train. Yeah, he drives a car into a fucking train. Not just a train, but it looked like like monorail. Like it was raised up above the street level, right? Yep. And they don't show how he got up there or how they get back down from up there. Also, then they called it a subway, which seemed like an odd choice for a sky mm. rail. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was right before he starts bagging Fat Tony. Yeah. What we yes, think about the bagging the in this? Bagging. Oh, like I thought you meant too like much making... bagging. You yeah. know, that's an Australian yeah, slang. It's yeah, not. A, it yeah. doesn't translate. For our international listeners, bagging means to pay out or make fun of. As opposed to bags, which is like our version of shotgun. We're a complicated language. We love our bags. Yeah. Mm. I was not comfortable with the bags in this. Like, yeah. the first one, I was like, whoa, hey, no, that's not cool. He's going to teach children. This is a family show. Whoa, hey. Yeah. Um, look, man, it is. It is a family show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pulled it off Snake before Snake died. And Flanders is like, careful, he could have died. And Homer's like, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm yeah, Homer. so like, lesson to the children there. But at the same time, nope, not <laughs> nearly enough. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, hey, I love to stick bags over people's heads. It's my thing now. Yeah. And then he tries to bail out of a conversation by bagging himself. Successfully. For real, man. That's like if Bart's thing was sticking a shiv into your kidneys a couple of times. (laughs) I don't want to go to school, shiv kidney. Yay. Hey. You know, Bart, you could have killed someone like that. Yeah, but he's alive. Forget about it. Good thing his catchphrase was Icarumba instead of (laughs) (laughs) shiv your kidneys. I mean, there's an alternate universe somewhere. His catchphrase is just stab, stab, stab. Sports, sports, sports. <laughs> yeah, so how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel burps? I mean, that bit at the end where Homer's remembering all the good times with Ned and that maybe he shouldn't let him plummet to death. That's why I, yeah, that's why I wish they didn't do the whole cement thing with the Bible quoting because it was yeah. a very nice note for Ned mm. and Homer there. Yeah, and Homer even has a bit of the more I get to know you, the more I actually like you. And it's like, yeah. yeah. I really liked that Ned looked beyond the episode as to his relationship with Homer. Mm, yeah. He's like, yeah, you've been friends with me for two weeks, but you killed my wife and you've yeah. done so much shit <laughs> to me over the last hated me every other moment. Yeah. That was really earnest. That is heartfelt. Yeah. Homer was like, yeah, but eh, that wasn't in this episode. It's all in the past, bro. <laughs> so like, weak counterpoint, but then he saves his life. He has the flashback where Flanders slaves his life. Oh, bullet time. Yeah. Man, that was like, I was wondering, oh, how are they going to get out of this one, Davey? Yeah. Because I'm a fucking idiot. With but... that lisp and everything right out loud <laughs> during, during the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure I was happy with a piece of invisible bulletproof glass yep. magically being there suddenly the whole They're time and neither of them stuck noticed. in quietly yeah. during their conversation. Nope. And yeah, why would he stick it that way? There was only wall on the other side. There wasn't another person holding it. And second, if you're only holding it on one side, wouldn't the bullet just like smash the glass into Homer's face and break his nose? It um, would. Twood. Twouldn't twood. it? That's how physics works. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think It was convenient. Yes. And that's sort of a problem with a lot of this episode mm. is that the plot points, mm. although they're cr- the correct way to go, they feel too convenient. Yes. Well, how convenient. Like they haven't been second drafted into better mm. yeah. plot points. Yes. Well, because, yeah, they go from that moment of Homer, again, nice moment of him giving Ned half the money and then go, you yeah. know what, we make a great team. Just, yeah. you saved my life. So. Like, it's clear that what needs to happen next is they form a band and go off and tour America. Uh <laughs> That's the way it happens. Uh, yeah. So let's just do whatever fucking happen matters to get to that point. Yeah. Give a shit about the details, guys, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
from A to B, there's a whole slew of A.2s, A.4s, all the little decimals in between A and B matter. A.A, A.B. Let's get that shit happening, man. Let's narrow this. <laughs> no, that's it. Because what man, I you're see. Right, but... <laughs> Thank you. Because, yeah, what I see is a nicely polished skeleton without, you know, connective tissue and flesh and all yeah, that. Like, look at that skeleton. Nice. Yeah. Like um, in a science lab. And, hmm. you know, similarly with the heart with Marge's story, like, because yeah. it's great to see her getting passionate about, like, having a job. like, yeah. And mostly just being shy about it. Like, there's no real problem. Getting creepily anatomical here, talking about the skeleton's connective tissue and the Marge's heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the wang and, she keeps cooking. I yeah. know. Because, I mean, yeah, she is a talented food maker and she's got pride in her work. Mm, so. That's right. And she is an experienced experienced lady when it comes to anatomy <laughs> oh yeah she knows she's seen michelangelo's david <laughs> <laughs> oi mike show us your david <laughs> yeah so there was way more places for the heart to go with marja's story that just unfortunately didn't well, just anywhere i was very bummed we didn't get more of that yeah because homer and ned stuff old nice and especially, oh my god, I adore when they're in the car on the stakeout. And it's like, how about some music? I don't think we have the same taste in music. I like ACDC. He's like, I like ADBC. Oh, ADBC. They're cheapest Kindly deeds done, done for, for free. I kindly deeds and they're done, done for free. I, I, oh. yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of them bonding over a mutual love of corny music. I yeah. love how earnestly like homer just gets into the christian version it's still catchy i'm i'm down i'm down a clown yeah. he's he's down to fool around with he's planners. never been a lyrics guy no that's um, it but a i feel like they sat on those four words for like way too long they did mm-hmm. like 12 lines of that man it just kept going it's the chorus and the homer's not gonna know the rest yeah but there's like one line in the whole song yeah they said it x times because mm-hmm. and, and we get it I know what the next line's going to be. It's going to be kindly de- deeds done with sheep. Um, <laughs> nope, that's not right. Well, it could still like apply to the Bible. Like, sure. There's lots Ugh. of shepherds and yeah, sheep sure. going on in that. And but I mean, very kindly. Wh- what other ACDC, ADBC co- oh, parodies wow. could there be? Personally, I didn't want ACDC to be the thing. That didn't feel stakeouty enough. It should have been like a Pink Panthery thing, mm. you know? It should have been. He's like, we need some stakeout music. I wanted stakeout music. I didn't want ACDC covers. Mm. That was just like, hey guys, what's going to be funny to turn into Christian music? That's nothing to do with a stakeout. Because I'm Jesus, see? I'm that holy guy. <laughs> Piss off! <laughs> but uh, yeah, heaven's bells. Hey, yes. so that's like going off the top of my head. This guy, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> anyway, you get my point. ACDC is the wrong band for staying quiet and stakeout. You need yeah, yeah sure. Or like putting shitty lyrics to like Mission Impossible or something. Yep. <laughs> but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Surprisingly, it did to me. Like yeah. it was quite well paced. It was really like packed full of jokes that were sharp. They didn't take too many bites at most of the apples. Mm-hmm. And it really rolled along, and it had two distinct plots. Often they give up on the two-plot thing when they're just like in the HD era trying to cram yeah, jokes into like, a vehicle. Well, Homer has a job now. Fuck off the B-plot. For real. And I will say, like, 
again with I like the structure of this episode I like you know the plots branching from the original origin point and then the way Homer ooh, ooh. getting arrested at the rally like actually made sense yes. hold on I'm ranting yes. <laughs> like it came back and it was a point you know to Bam. Homer like being I know that Simpsons are almost famous now for their first act misdirect thing but that's also the thing that I hate the most about the Simpsons We've all talked about it before, but how their later era has become synonymous with like having the big first act misdirect. Yeah. And you just write off like five to seven minutes out of 20 and just waste that shit when their early ones are so mm. cohesively story driven. Oh, yeah. It's great to see that first act come back again and like tie into the rest of this thing and be yeah, the major true. pop point and why Absolutely. Yeah, Ned is, yeah, chasing after Homer at me. Yeah, it, it meant something. Great. They didn't just fake out and be all like, oh, Homer did something at some point. Eh, no, yeah. it's his bail bond they clearly set up at the beginning. A whole lot of rosary. Hey, yeah, <laughs> this guy, this guy. Yeah, that was good. That was good. But I still think it should have been Pink Panther in Mission no, no, Impossible. No, no, no. I know what you mean, but still. Yeah, yeah. Coming up with ADBC songs might be. Um... <laughs> loving it. I'm loving it. So, yes, no, would you watch this one again? I would watch this one again. I think I would actually. Put I... it in a playlist then. Oh, well, I, I mean, will. Cakes. Homer Ned teams up. Yeah, Homer Ned buddy romps. Mm. Mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Put this with the Beer Baron episode. Yep. Yeah, in fact, not just Sir Patrick's, but like no booze, you know, non-alcoholisms. Mm. Oh, that's right. That was a weird non-point for yeah. this episode. Which could lead it to when Barney quits drinking or when yeah. Homer quits drinking. Oh um, my God, oh, please stop touching the microphone stand. I'm going to oh, kill you. Oh, come on, it's so fun. I will fucking... <laughs> can, there's a micro stand over there you could play with. It's the equivalent of We've that cake. we got a perfectly good can... microphone stand for you to ruin. <laughs> yeah. Micro stand. We need you to get you like a fidget toy that's just a small stand. No, it's not fun <laughs> if it's not annoying him. It's... <laughs> It's all about watching his eyes twitch. As I'm trying to Ooh. describe with my eyes, so leave the fucking stand alone. Uh, to the right of the monitor, to the left of the beer cans, are the... Uh, <laughs> it, no, 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 the uh, green thing that's like a bunch of cables. It's a fidget oh, yeah. toy. So this is my point and where I'd like to say... it's a quiet fidget toy. I mean, as long as he doesn't do that. <laughs> it's a quiet toy as long as he doesn't make noise with it. You've got, as long as he doesn't you've hold got a game with that sample. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a good bit. It lands. So BT, what would you like to change about this episode? I oh, mean, just toss out some of those jokes that go on. That Skinner's Chalmers thing doesn't go anywhere, and give us more Marge because yeah. I think a lot of the Homer Ned stuff largely works. A few extended jokes that kind of don't. But um, what if instead of tossing out the Skinner Chalmers bit, you end up with a making out like? <laughs> Just arms around each wants. other frantically, frantic, mm. and you hold on it for just slightly too long. You made that point long. before when you, they were talking about deep throating each other, oh, or whatever well, the we fuck you said. Talking, <laughs> when we were saying hi to your mom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that bit. <laughs> yeah, we've covered that. Oh, no, that it, just, it did nothing for anybody. Or if no. you have to do it, make it quickly. Like Skinner's all, oh well, if you thought that food was good, wait until dessert. Why, Skinner? This is the first time I've liked you in twenty years. I'll just close my eyes and wait for you to present yeah. the cake in front of Which me. Is such a weird lead up if your out is going to be him helping him I know, not I know. To hide it, it from I, Agnes. It, it's it dumb. Clearly, should have cut at the cake landing there. You didn't need the second bite of the apple. No. Mm-hmm. How about you, Danny? What would you like to change? Personally, I'd scrap the Ireland stuff and find a different riot to get them into bounty hunting. Yeah. Um, just because it felt like a strangely, like, yeah, all you need is political Homer, Homer. and sensitive issue yeah. to, to. All you need is Homer gets in trouble and Marge offers a cupcake to someone. And yeah. that's all you need. But yeah. I, I do like the one incident launched both plot lines. Oh, yeah. no. I like it. Mm. That, that is Mechanically, a concept. Yeah. Mechanically, it was great. But it's just not 
didn't make me comfortable and the mm-hmm. Irishness, the Irishness, you might say, doesn't necessarily contribute anything to the rest of the storyline. No. It didn't have to be Ireland for any reason at all. Mm. No, and like that was some of the most stupid material of like, yeah, the two leprechauns fighting, fucking Hulk and the thing. Like, yeah. what the hell are we doing here? It's green Mulk, and orange. Sorry, man. Mulk. Uh, they did, yeah, the Palport fucking mm. version. And yeah, the couple of float jokes as well. The Oh, here's yeah. all the straight Catholic yeah. priests. Yeah. Too. And then the small Irish family's got 20 of them. There's yeah. nothing good about this. It's just offending people needlessly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm not offended as an Irishman. I'm just offended as a, like, a fan of comedy. Yeah. Man, I'm not Irish or Catholic, and I'm offended. Or I'm not Protestant. even human. <laughs> Are you offended, though? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> he's gauged by our general response I... that he should be, so <laughs> he's just going along with it. It's very confusing, this age of Twitter. <laughs> and Yeah, look, uh, as for what I changed, it's just going to be repeating the things. This thing, it just needs three more passes, honestly. Yeah. And this is an episode that I adore because I adore the plot beats. It's just the execution that I'm not a fan of. Mm. Guest stars of the episode, Julia Louis-Dreyfus returns as Gorgeous. Gloria that for no girl. particular like reason. Two lines. She does nothing. Thing. Was charming Irish sex captain? A, he wasn't. He was anyone. nobody. Uh, nobody. Just Dan Kazaria. But playing Lucky Jim, the bail bondsman, was Robert Forster. Why? R.I.P. He died last year. Hmm. Ah, poor guy. So I mean, as poor as everyone else in history, I guess. So they based this character of his character in Jackie Brown. Ah, okay. So I, I mean, you he... guys know Robert Forster, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, he absolutely destroyed in the last couple of episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. just amazing in that role. As the, Everyone was amazing in that. It's the cleaner. Yeah, the cleaner. Like the wolf or the fox? The wolf, wolf in a wolf? Fiction? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was one thing I didn't like. The dog, the bounty hunter, the wolf, the ah, bounty wolf, hunter. the bounty hunter. Yeah, I take teeth and then make plastic casts and then pay to have the teeth reinserted in my victims. I did like the addition of at my expense. Yeah, it's nice that he, he decided to be sweet about it. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was. Why, that character was why? nothing. Yeah, and like, then he doesn't come back after that one shot. The fuck's the point? It shows a room full of bounty hunters. Oh, they didn't have the lizard guy or the robot guy or mm. fucking Boba Fett in there. They nope. should have had the bounty hunters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they had Boba Fett in the couch gag. Yeah. What the fucking waste of an opportunity. They've already drawn him and he's not there. They panned <laughs> no, 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 it should be Flanders. Flanders. It should be comic book guy dressed as Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. Yes. But also, surely Wolf would have been there. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And that he wasn't a part in the later episode seems like a missed opportunity. Although I did like how he got Homer into the bounty. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not anyone can be a bounty hunter. There's an online test you got to do. Oh, uh, mm. you don't need to do that anymore. But there's a $10 filing fee. Except you can work you around. Can way around that. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Very good joke mm-hmm. telling. And the other guest star of the episode, of course, was Joe Mantegna doing a couple of grunts and groans as Fat Tony. Didn't did he actually... have a single line? He didn't, did he? No, but he <laughs> credited guest talk and just grunts and groans. That's going to be weird. BT, we're here. Do you have any other notes? I do indeed. Um, I do like when Marge is like, wow, selling cakes. How will my life be like then? Image bubble. of like Pulls up in front of the school and the kids are like, Oh, what, what's with the boxes in the back? They're cakes. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> it's like, how accurate? It's she, classic Marge's understated fantasies as well. Yeah. Mm. She's, she's, it's just accurate. Huh? Yeah, she's got humble dreams, that mm, girl. Beautiful. She doesn't have unrealistic fantasies like <laughs> her and Ned being Batman campy 60s version. <laughs> yeah. I do like when during the montage, you know, Ned rings the doorbell and Homer's waiting on the roof to jump on the guy and then just over jumps. <laughs> mm. Oh, that was good. That I got did a big yeah. laugh from the room. Yeah. 
and uh, Ned's expletive, ah, kitten whiskers. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Do you have any other notes, Danny? You know, I actually took a note or two down today. I thought I'd start trying. <laughs> what? I thought I'd what? test it out. What? I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I like, don't like it. This makes no sense. As I look down to write things, I'm not watching and taking it in. The experience becomes like... Broken and fragmented, I know. That's it, man. It's like those guys at concerts that record the fireworks. When do you ever fucking watch the fireworks on your phone? <laughs> look, he took the time to record it. I will take the time to I got as far as... Booze free, no booze. I've made that joke already. Oh, sad Danny Boy theme. When they did the sad theme leading in the court, it was Danny Boy. It wasn't the Simpsons theme on the strings. Uh, that was kind of nice. Although I did hate Lisa Sings True Allure and everyone's like, oh, I yeah. I was diddly didn't like that. really thinking other supposed was going to suck at that point, but luckily it got better. Yeah. So I would definitely scrap it. Oh, back to, hey, Danny, what would you change about the thing? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked me that. We didn't really address that Marge's arc doesn't have a, a cap to it. There's no, mm. like, end to that and now that i think about it i'm not really I mean, happy there's no cap there is a bell end <laughs> hubba hubba <laughs> my other hand was holding the notebook so i had to snap for that so i'm not quite sure how i'd wrap that up it ends with them having lots of sex which is great sure why not yeah but i feel like there's got to be a way to either get her out of the job or like just address that she's going to be staying in that from now on I mean, it could be simple as the bakery gets shut down because the guy running it was doing something, was putting cocaine in the in the icing. Yeah. Something that isn't her fault, but that shuts the place down. He had down. to get taken in and bail bonds. There we go. Yeah, okay. Bail bonds. Tie that shit together. This guy gets how to script right. I was thinking like, like her two sisters have come in and been all like horny over the cakes. Oh, they're maybe all she like pounding at the discounts. Yeah. And, or maybe, yeah, she just gets she's... to know the town too well. It's like, I like this job, but now I've seen <laughs> That's too it. many replicas. I, I didn't want to. I know how many people uh, sisters that's like that replica thing. vaginas I, look I, like. I didn't want to know what kind of cannolis my sisters were ordering. Okay, that's that now whole, I know. Just yeah, picture everybody naked, but she starts seeing everyone in the town like as exhausting. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. She's like Lindsay Nagel and little it's cherries like on her nipples and shit. The curse of being the priest, hearing everyone's mm -hmm. confessions. Yeah, and, mm. and never being able to tell anyone. <laughs> yeah sweet delicious confessions okay that's a bit better the other thing is that like homer and ned have their reunition but then they land in the thing they don't really wrap up the whole like arresting arc and stuff no i don't really like that that doesn't end well either it's time for my final notes now, now it's time and now it's time for his final notes elliot's final, final notes. notes. <laughs> we're getting soulful now i didn't know that <clears throat> Not many, but one of the stores outside a few of the Leftorium was Just Vinegar. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> what does it sell? <laughs> Who knows, man? Haircuts. <laughs> I like the way he, uh, he rolls up a pizza. I'll have to try that sometime. I thought it was cool, but then they spent slightly too long mm -hmm. pointing it out and yeah. then explaining you have to roll it from the tip, not from the side. And then he tries and he couldn't quite do it. And he's like, no, let me and do it for you. And we could have been watching Marge baking erotic cakes instead. For real, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Different kind of tip. Oh, we should have done like a. I found the bell right after the bell end joke. By the way, ah, you got you got to set it on something. Hey, yeah. back to what does Daniel want to add? I want to <laughs> add like a. You know the Dexter intro where where uh, he's like kneading yeah, yeah. dough and it's it looks meant to look like murder. Yeah, but, but it looks sexy. Yeah. It's like a sexy kneading like dough and baking. Dexter. <laughs> Dexter. That's the porn parody. Sexter. Hey! <laughs> it's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. <sighs> Maybe you should just meh. You give it a participant for the, for the positive rankings. You got okay, bronze, good, silver, excellent, gold, but for the best of the very best, you give Q. 
Olympic zirconia. Let me go first. I'm going to show you how it's done. Uh, look, my... <laughs> I am right on that bronze and silver border. Oh, I flipped wait. a coin and it landed on its fucking side. Um, you need to buy new coins. Yeah. With the old that. coins, I suppose. Look, <laughs> I think against my better judgment, I'm actually going to go with silver on no. this. And it's just because, like... The strength of some of the plot ideas carry mm. this so much that override the bad things for me. So that's where I'm landing, PT. Yeah, as much as I want to see some plot improvements in this one, I don't feel like it's squandered. It's not 100% its potential, but I still had a pretty good time and got way more laughs out of it than I thought. So I think maybe it's just the commitment to the bit and the commitment to her jokes. I am going to go with a bronze. I'm a little surprised as well, but hey, I had a good time. Were you on the bronze participant border? Yeah. How about you, Danny? You know... We've had a lot of fun here. <laughs> but we need to talk about erotic cakes. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by this episode, especially considering it's from like season 28 or something. Mm. Um, 20. Doesn't matter. <laughs> this doesn't, doesn't matter. It starts with a 20. It gets irrelevant after yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. For real, man. I sat there watching it in its hand-drawn glory and it didn't feel HD and the pacing was fast and the, and clean and funny and kept me captivated. Mm -hmm. It was by no means a perfect episode, but for what it was, I was really surprised. It mm -hmm. could have been like a season, well, maybe like 12 or 13 or something, but definitely so much better than I was expecting. I'm going to go silver as well. Mm. All right. And averaging out, this will be a dull silver. Perfect. This will be the first episode from season 20 to be nominated a dull silver, but it'll be joining some of our highest rated episodes from the HD era. Oh my wow. God. <laughs> what <laughs> does that include? <laughs> I mean, the highest rated HD era episode is dull gold. So, you know, <laughs> it's not that exciting, but Included in that is 500 Keys. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that one. The Nedliest Catch, which was a great episode, and then they internet ended it. Yep. Yep. And also yep. Treehouse yep. of Horror 23. That's the one that begins with, like, the Mayans and has that uh, hole uh, yeah. that's swallowing the world. Yeah, and yeah. What? Uh, you, what? Me, Phil, and Jimmy did that one, didn't we? Yeah, we had a good time with that mm. one. A dull silver time, in fact. Yes. Why say I wasn't invited? Mm. Oh. Yes. I got a shocking thing to reveal. You, you haven't been invited to about two thirds of the Simpsons Index episodes. <laughs> you know, I used to be on like two thirds of them. Yeah. yeah. Back in the dank days. Back in the dank. Yeah. It was a monster dank. <laughs> we, <laughs> the beers we drank. <laughs> it oh. kind of stank. <laughs> Ships we sang. <laughs> Is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Fucking bringing the salt I, I today. I was inspired by, uh, da I'm Danny Rosewell. Rosewell. Danny, Danny Rosewell. <laughs> Robert Canning of IGN. Robert the Feather Touch Canning. He gave this a 7.2 out of 10. 7.2. But interestingly, IGN have announced that this year they're going to get rid of their decimal ranking. Really? So what, it just has to be a solid number? Straight numbers. So well, 7.2 is technically a rank out of 100 that's pretending it's not. Yeah, true. Definitely. He said it's a decent, fun start to the 20th season. Wait, is this episode one? Yeah. Wow. This is actually, yeah, this is literally the first episode of the HD era. Wow. wow. And it's not in HD. Wow. <laughs> Popping fresh. Why did they call it that then? <laughs> we, I know. It stands for hard drive. All right, guys, that does it for the HD. Well, we have to watch era. them after we torrent it. Yeah, no, we got it. <laughs> Legally torrent it. Legally. <laughs> yes. Not anymore, not with Disney Plus, except for season 30 and 31, which we haven't added there. Oh, wow. So sad. Still doing some torrenting. Legal torrenting. Legal sharing. 
And that does it for the HD era. Now we're moving to the teens era where we're going to watch an episode called Jaws Wired Shut. I had my Jaws Wired Shut once. Yeah. Interesting. It's almost like I picked this episode exclusively for your appearance. And your, uh, you know, knowledge firsthand. Mm. First mouth. Uh, I mean, I've only been on like a hundred other episodes. (laughs) (laughs) You've had your chances. Each which I've, you know, picked based on ailments that you've had. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wondered if there was a theme. Yeah. Mm. I'm waiting for that heart attack that you're going to have so we can do Homer's heart attack with you. Oh, (laughs) God. Oh, God. And my kidney transplant. (laughs) No, we've done that one. Mm. Yep. Do I still have both my kidneys? Well, we'll look under your chair and see. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back. And we are back, and we just watched our Teen Terror episode. This was Season 13, Episode 9, Jaws Wired Shut. Um, Named after the unpopular sequel to Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really uh, lacked a lot of suspense. (laughs) Oh my god, there's a shot coming for us. Uh, That's okay. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) First released in January of 02, directed by Nancy Cruz, written by Matt Selman. In this episode, Homer gets his jaws wide shut, but he learns the value of shutting up. Guys, what'd you think? I remember this one being more fun. I'm a little sad. I really enjoyed the first half. Hmm. And it's sort of fizzled out. Yeah, the ending to this is pretty... The interesting thing is, I remember the commentary, one of them was saying they didn't know what to do with the third act of this episode because they essentially silenced their main character. But to me, that was the part of the episode that was working. Yeah, Yeah. that was the best part. He learns a valuable lesson, gets his things off, and he's still a nice guy, which is great. And they're like, how can we turn him into a raging dipshit again? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why, guys? Have him learn a lesson. Have him give him an arc. You don't have to de- arc him Mm. he's not an arc reactor yeah Mm. this is a profoundly bizarre episode so let's fucking hook into it bt for better or worse what's a moment that stands out to you i like the crayon is still in homer's x-ray continuity that's what Mm. i like nice little uh background thing there Mm -hmm. yeah a little x-ray crayon in the brain i can't do a popeye impression (laughs) it's getting worse eh? no Uh, god this is terrible no what i like is all the family actually have actual characters like when they're doing the whole homer actually listening to them when he can't talk you know he actually gets some in character depth from them all and you know marge complaining about ned being such a fuddy duddy when she although i like her line of i was counting the corn on the curtains in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) pardon me french but flanders is a goofy doofy yeah Yeah. and then lisa bitching about ralph because you know they're trying to play a game and ralph is all ah i'm ralph i can do whatever i want over here i can do a somersault what i love about this this is Uh, in james Earl ralph please I can do a somersault. (laughs) (laughs) What I love about this is it's a Ralph joke without Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, But it still fits. And yeah, Bart realizing that he's just the jokester in the room. They're all just like, the substitute walks in, Mrs. Doody, and everyone just looks at me like, take it, Bart. Like, is that all I am to you? Is that all I am to you? It was incredible. And they all have such depth and he sees it. Like, he's known Bart and Lisa their whole lives. Mm. And he's finally, and he's actually seeing new things he's seeing more of them than he's ever seen before mm. same with marge he's yeah. and yet he's getting to know her better and all it took was him shutting the fuck up yeah so you out there 
Try shutting the fuck up. <laughs> Take it happens. from us, podcasters. <laughs> but also, the, he takes this moment to participate in activities. You know, he's feeding a baby. He's building a model with Bud. I do love yes. They haven't exactly coordinated. The model <laughs> bit. How good was the model bit? <laughs> I think they got a good laugh from the room. Oh. Especially, yeah, the visual misdirect of showing the ship. And hey, look at our good work. Oh, you built the Air Force Plane on one on. side, <laughs> ship on the other. Yeah. Very good. How about you, Danny? What stands out to you from this episode for better? And or worse. Look, I'd like to say the suicide machine really stood out to me because it was a bit for worse. It's... For a man that size, that'll just provide sexual release. Yeah, that didn't make sense. And then he orgasmed in front of us while we were all watching. But also, uh, <laughs> there's no suicide machines in America. Why was that there? What was that there? What was that there for? Uh, when did this come out? Oh, two. Okay, yeah, the whole Kevorkian thing was kind of over by then. Yeah. Mm. Do you know he released a jazz album? Kevorkian? Oh yeah. my god. You're shitting me. It was a question in Fibbage. Fuck. Wow. Oh. Was he like jamming with the Grateful Dead? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Delayed reaction. Sorry, no, no, that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> that was originally a laugh of what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that ketchup laugh. Yeah. Loving it. All the more Tastes powerful. like ketchup. Mm-hmm. And that's all the mustard in that. No, no, no. Hey! <laughs> anyway, look, suicide thing aside, because that was largely just an aside. That was a write off and throw it into the thing. Although we did have to see him have his orgasm. Yeah. Um, wasn't comfortable with that. But his struggles with having his jaw wired shut. Res- I've had my jaw wired shut for quite a long time. Mm. Yeah, let's dig into this. Uh, uh, I mean, for better or worse. <laughs> It really resonated with me, you know? The struggles of you can't eat things, you have to put up with meat shakes, everything you try and do. When you try and communicate with people and you can't, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm just trying to say something. I'm just trying to open my mouth. I'm trying to yawn, I'm trying to sneeze. Can't do fucking anything. Yeah. And- well, because that all happened before I knew you. So mm. how long was that happening for you? Oh, man, it was a good three months. Three. It was a long time. Oof. It was a long time. And... It was fully wired shut. I couldn't fit a straw between my teeth. I have to straw up the side Oof. of your mouth, like between yeah. cheek and teeth. Oof. Yikes. And like protein shakes are fine, but eventually they're like, you have to have blended meat shakes for your protein. Protein shakes aren't enough. It's like Campbell chunky, but not chunky. Wait, you were seriously having spare rib smoothies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Ugh. Just think of it as soup. Mm. Think of it as a, a complex soup. If you call it a smoothie just because it's like steak blended up in a blender. Oh, if it's in a blender and you call it steak smoothie, it's... Oh, God, I feel sick. Yeah. But if it's soup, it's just like meat soup. Mm. All soup is basically meat smoothies without milk. And you couldn't just snort your steak up your nose like We've got to to move on. I'm starting to get flashbacks. It's not pleasant, and my, my jaw is still fucked from that thing. Really? Yeah? Dude, oh, my God. Every, like... Not like, oh, when it's about to rain or when it's winter, but sometimes my jaw will just click, 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 and then just like not be able to move it for a day and a half or something. What? It's insane. Whoever broke my jaw back then, and I think you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen. I may never be able to, I'm, I, I might forgive you, but I'll never forget. Mm. Assholes. Anyway, that whole jaw wire chut thing, which surprisingly wasn't the big part of the episode in a way it was sort of the wacky uh, him learning to love him taking them off him mm-hmm. going Oprah, blah, 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 blah. it was the aftermath that was the, the yeah the crux of the episode i'd say that was the heart like that was mm. so true him struggling with himself and the mistakes he's made and, and living with these consequences and then like learning oh man it was incredible it was incredible 
Yeah, and it's kind of why I'm so bummed at the back half of this episode for bailing out of that. It fucking bailed. Because there is something powerful about taking your loudmouth character and nerfing him like that. Seriously. And that's what stands out to me in that, in this watch, they clearly didn't fucking know how to end this episode anyway. But you're right. It was huge. Like, it felt special and unique and powerful. Mm -hmm. Taking the loudest, most talkative, obnoxious character and silencing him like that was amazing. And when he was writing, he wasn't being obnoxious or anything. Like, he only has so much chalkboard space, sure, but he was... A changed man. Yeah. Mm. He was asking how Marge's day was and listening to everyone's problems. It was incredible. And what I've only just realized is they even have a template here that they've done before they could have copied if they wanted to land this heart, which is when Homer stops drinking and first it's for a court order. Yeah. And that ends with him choosing not to drink and spend the evening with Marge. Do the same thing here and have him choose to listen. Yeah. And that's how you land that heart. Because it felt like they were rushing to this end with Marge needing excitement in the house. I now mean, that's that not I'm, bad, but the it, whole Popeye parody rushed though, man. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, her life is happy now. How dull. Let's fuck that up. Yeah, it doesn't feel enough, Marge. Like, no. I feel like that would take a long time to boil up in her. And yeah, I gotta say, this whole Popeye end, like. Jokes-wise, I kind of like it. Like, there are a lot of things that it lands, but just from a functionality perspective, yeah. it's fucking wild. And it makes Marge's no arms sense. turn into rubber. And it's oh, weird. yeah, that's the Popeye bit. That's yeah, the, the olive, olive oil. oil. I, yeah. know. I know. I know. Yeah. But we were um, actually talking about this when we did the podcast with yeah. Jack from Worst Episode Ever, and he said, go watch Popeye versus Sinbad, and I did. And holy fuck, he is right. That is an amazing cartoon. Yeah, right. Especially when you take into perspective, it was, like, done in the 30s or 40s or something Mm. like Mm. yeah an incredible bit of animation so you know why Popeye sort of resonates with the Simpsons animators and why they want to tribute him was this the episode to do it though no Mm. no it was not yeah exactly I think that's the problem with the episode is everything forcibly resets to zero because we need chaos but the heart of it was they're taking him getting a pro and they're treating it like a con yeah 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 just way to say it way better than I did (laughs) But it's also, I feel like there is a bit of a disconnect with Homer regaining being the chaotic person versus him shutting up. Like, Mm. I feel like the point was him learning to be quiet and listen to people is different from him doing wacky outlandish things. Dude, him having a beer and saving his wife does not negate him being a loving person. Yeah, Mm. he, he didn't give up drinking. He was drinking beer when his jaw was wired. Yeah, he was. I mean, he may have uh, uh, refused hors d'oeuvres, but he was still drinking. Mm-hmm. He was at the bar when that lady picked him up for the talk show. He when was still he a good person. He was at the bar. That is very true. And he was at the bar with his jaws wide shut when Duffman showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Man, I love that. <laughs> what ancient beverage brewed since ancient times oh contains my hops and grain? Oh, my God. I'll guess ancient hop grain juice. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? You're getting some kind of booze all over me. <laughs> some kind of booze. <laughs> They're trolling us, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, I wouldn't have known that. That's just something you gotta know. <laughs> Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Thrice. Nonce. Really? It's nonce. amazing how few of these Simpsons episodes I've seen, mm. considering I've watched Simpsons my whole life. This is one of my famous teens era stoner tape playlists. Joining. Uh, Why do you call them that? 
because there was a particular tape that I made when I was a teenager and I was smoking a lot of pot, unlike yeah. now where I'm in my 30s and smoking a lot of pot and watching Simpsons. Hi, Sue! <laughs> no. She doesn't know. I mean, she knows. I don't think she knows what pot is. It's not like she grew up in the 60s or nothing. <laughs> it's not like she grew up with you around. <laughs> yeah. Sitting there going, they think they don't know, and then they put their bongs in the dishwasher. <laughs> That's funny because oh. it's kind of true. <laughs> but yeah, I had this playlist, uh, VCR, ta- VHS tape with like Simpsons Tall Tales, Trilogy of Error, and you know, the Homer doing weed episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this was one of them. So I've actually seen this episode probably 50 times, but Ooh. it's wow, not since the sort of clear sober light of day that I can, <laughs> you know, review this with a clear head that mm-hmm. it doesn't exactly hold up to a, a lucid viewing. Yeah, I remember having more fun with this one. I'm a little, little down. Mm-hmm. So, wackiness. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Where do I start? Cracking oh, the right at the start. Uh, the uh, yeah, ushers have let's... a giant Kit Kat that they distribute in emergencies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. L- I liked the movie bit than this oh, yeah. one. A lot of fun we had there. Yeah. How many uh, titles of movies did we catch? I saw Air Chud. Nice. <laughs> I know. I Air Chud. I know. Real good. <laughs> you know, Chud is like cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller, right? Yep. yep. Right? Dead so that would be a cannibalistic humanoid air dweller or a chad. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you, Frinkiak. Final chapter, a new beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and Wedgie, the movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Sad ending. <laughs> uh, dude, where's my Pepsi, of course. Yeah. Oh, and the movie they actually went to see, well, they didn't end up seeing it, no. but Shenanigans. Goats. <laughs> Sack lunch. <laughs> oh, Chocolate shit. to the vanilla-ing. <laughs> and yeah, of course, the one that they saw the preview for, Ed O'Neill is Soccer, soccer Mommy. Mommy. Soccer Mommy. <laughs> I did not like Soccer Mommy. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, uh, come on. That was great I, fun. I, I'm not going to lie. I hate love the line of, oh, no, the professor said for him not to get a boner. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's so awful and fun. <laughs> Okay, so this episode has two implied off-screen erections. Yep. <laughs> and a professor. What was the other professor? Professor, not Farnsworth. No. Um, when he was reading out of the book. No, when he was reading out of the book, and he says, like, Professor Bumblegumble. And then he was actually talking to Professor Bumblegumble. Oh, uh, uh, Professor Van Doren. So good to see you. Ah, rehearsing a play, I see. Yeah. That was this the, episode. Yeah. The They're... double misdirect of the play. I was just reading the title. I'm going to kill you. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad good, though. It's so bad good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> I love to hate loving it, hating mm-hmm. it. So the wackiness of this episode, which, uh, I mean, I don't know if we're that qualified to talk about, but, yeah, the opening with the gay pride parade. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. this on the nose, bad humor, or... We should really, like, phone a friend, yeah. but... I don't think it was very tasteful. One thing that stands out to me is that even in 2002, mm-hmm. they're still using the same three yeah, very, like uh, voices. Yeah, the same the three. High list. The, the whole gay voice as a concept is pretty outdated now. Yeah. yeah. That said, in there, I think there were some jokes that were all right. Like, I do like when they're like, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Like, you do this every year, we are used to it. Yeah, mm. we are used to it. That's nice. That's really mm. forward thinking and contemporary and blah, 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 And blah, I really blah. love, oh, look, there's a float for brunch. Wave to brunch, Maggie. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I, yeah but then they were just delving into, like, the Velvet Mafia and Fab Abs, and it was yeah. just... I'm not going to lie, Velvet Mafia just sounds cool. I don't care yeah. what it is, it just sounds neat. The Velvet Mafia. Well, now that you whisper <laughs> it. I know, see? Yeah. Well, velvet's a word you have to whisper. Yeah. 
Um, I love it. See? You, can't, you can't shout. Feels velvet. good. You can't shout velvet. When you try shouting, it in doesn't it. work. Like if you try to shout velvet, it just doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, I did not like the gay dogs part, and like yeah. Santa's little helper being like, "Oh my god, those gay dogs are so hot," and he's like, "Okay, we're getting that dog out of here. We are. I'm not cool with gay dogs. Gay people, fine. You can turn me down. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the problem with that bit is, okay, we're bailing out of here. That sucks." And then it's a plot point so they can go to the movies where they weren't bringing the dog anyway, so mm. it doesn't it, it doesn't make matter. sense. It's so just like I don't want my dog to be no flaming homo. So mm. yeah, it doesn't make sense for the story. It's just a first act, absolutely irrelevant. Fuck you, bit. Yeah, you which... could have started on the the movie. That would have been fine. Absolutely. Although and... then we would have missed my first note: those nips. Because <laughs> there was like a big muscular guy who just had like massive nipples. It Enormous was... nips. Yeah. So big. Wow. Someone was drawing them going, I wonder how big I can make these nips. <laughs> Hank, is that too big? Bigger, you say. I like the way you think. <laughs> What's bigger than a 50 cent piece? They wouldn't know what a 50 cent piece looks like in the US. No. Oh, it's a um, dodecahedron? No, it's more than that because it's like 11 sides, like isn't it? It's a teacup nipple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sources. The, yeah, so you can rest your teacup yeah. on those nipples. <laughs> oh, you couldn't rest. Uh, on the It'll Ariola. be knocked <laughs> So, I mean, this is an episode full of wackiness, but I think we can't look past one of the wackiest elements that, you cannot lie, brought you every joy he was in scene, the donkey. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> With the famous meme. Yes. This is a famous meme bit as well. Local man ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which I think is going to be one of those just, you know, uh, newspaper cutaways. Like, your lifelong dream was to blank and you blank, last blank. <laughs> Remember? You know. Oh, man. Local man ruins everything is going on my gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you manage to ruin your own funeral. <laughs> I'll be impressed. He did. There's a thing in his will that it needs to be spring-loaded. The yeah, coffin. the coffin just spring-loads like a boxing glove. <laughs> <laughs> the corpse goes way. flying. Doing <laughs> rotten meat hits everyone. <laughs> so, and we all just—it's the way he wanted it. Local man ruins everything, <laughs> but especially when, yeah, at the formal event, the doggy shows yeah. up. Then just like yes. looks at home and then yeah. looks at himself. Yeah. Is like, eh, you know, you wanna. Uh, Again, all done without any vocalization yeah. or anything. Yeah. And then his final reprise at the end. Yeah. For a donkey without words, that guy says a lot. <laughs> and I do love he feeds the donkey beer and it just, you know, perks up for a second. <laughs> yeah, because after showing that beer is, uh, you know, beer to Homer is what spinach is to Popeye. Mm. But of course, beer to donkey is a This is like a word pill. association game. Yeah, and I do like how he gets the beer. Boss is like, beer here? No, oh, sure, Sonny. <laughs> See, there were so many good jokes in this. It's just a shame that it was just in this ridiculous circumstance where the episode just drops fucking acid. Like, mm -hmm. beer is to donkey as Homer is to Popeye. <laughs> wait, no, 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 wait, hang on. You were close. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Spinach to Popeye, beer is to Homer. Donkey. As donkey is to Shrek. Damn. There's layers Donkey. there. <laughs> as onion is to cake. <laughs> as the years are to coming as they don't stop coming. <laughs> hey, now. So oh, man. <laughs> were, were you guys there when they were like, <laughs> do you realize that there are children born now whose parents weren't alive when Shrek 1 came out? <laughs> Fuck, man. The years start coming and they just don't <laughs> stop coming. I think I saw that. That somewhere. is fucking true. 
true. Yeah. Remember just the other week we were playing that Jackbox game where it's like discover things about each other's personalities mm-hmm. and it's like you can pick from all these little categories. It's like, <laughs> you know, what element on the periodic table are you? Oh, great you question. Know? <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> what Larry from All Star are you? <laughs> I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. All Star. Seriously, Jackbox. If we set it in things we're into, we're always into Jackbox. Jackbox is good fun. Like, I mean, there's so much more wackiness to cover, so yeah. let's get through a quick, easy question. The heart. I mean, bits. Um, Homer listening 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That mm. one scene where he connects with Marge, then connects with Lisa, then connects with Bart. Does he spend too much time with Maggie? Does uh, he, he, he feeds her, and then they do the little... Um, the Flight of the Bumblebee bit. The Flight mm. of the Bumblebee bit, that's right. Which is a song that I knew the title of the whole time, and no one can say any different. <laughs> we're not recording. Or were we? I'm always recording. <laughs> but yeah, I love when he is talking to Lisa, and she's like, you want to listen to me? Writes on the chalkboard, yes. yes. You really? sure? Scribble, scribble, scribble. <laughs> yes. Yes. Perfect joke telling. Great joke. And especially in a heart moment, like, ah. Uh, Rubbing out yes to write yes is... Yeah. Slapstick That's how you know you mean, yes. Purism. That's like one of my favorite Monty Python bits ever mm-hmm. is when they teach a class on slapstick comedy. And like <laughs> John Cleese is talking about how slapping a pie into someone's face yes. isn't nearly as clever as holding a pie while someone unwielding it and they're spinning around Puts with a ladder and they put their face into it and they <laughs> bend down and you turn around and yep. pick a bell of cotton and you sp- oh, whoops, there's and the pie. There's the one-two punch misdirect. Incredible. Incre- <laughs> and it's all true. Like yeah. it's all incredible talk about the use of misdirect and surprise and comedy in physicality. Yeah, oh, it's a brilliant bit and possibly the last great pie joke, I dare say. You can't top it. You can't go mm. past that. So, like, there have been other pie jokes since, yeah. but there haven't been fresher pies. For sure not. Anyway, that's exactly what I felt when I saw the scribbling out yes and writing yes. Mm-hmm. That is physical comedy in purism. But, I mean, there was heart in that moment as well, which, I you know, know. It ma- elevates it to a sophisticated Fucking level. magic, son. Mm-hmm. Which sucks about the third act that all it is is this parody of Popeye and then Afternoon Yak doing a stand-in for The View. Bullshit. Which is just laughing at, I'm probably going to get the name wrong, Barbara Walters and her RW speech impediment thing. Well, I was oh. laughing at something I shouldn't have, which is the repeated use of, I'm talking downtown. Yeah, not gonna lie. They I only like did it. it twice. I was expecting I was more, the, like like a really inappropriate place that doesn't even make sense yeah, anymore. Yeah, there's more. Like we'll you be back run after with these messages. I'm talking downtown. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Yeah, but also there were jokes in here that I liked, and because of this scene, I pronounce Hershey's miniatures. Hershey's miniatures. I don't say miniatures. Miniatures. So do you need like a tongue adjustment, or what's wrong with you? Oh, <laughs> Elliot, <laughs> miniatures. I could use a tongue stud. I'm talking down to... Um, and Homer, like, sheepishly going crackle was my favourite. And this was such a joyous moment for me when I went over to the US and discovered what Hershey's crackle was. Have you guys tried this shit? Uh, it is so fucking delicious. It's like, a, you know, crunch where it's got a little chocolate oh, with the little Rice Krispies in it? Indeed. Food crackles? Mm-hmm. Elliot. I'm talking down Elliot yours. <laughs> Elliot yours. Three times. <laughs> and we've landed it. I mean, you guys got things to say about Afternoon Yak? I'm sort of a bit mixed on it. Um, uh, I think it's a fair parody of those kind of things that it's just like trying to make a serious talking point and then loot innuendo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, for a second, I was like, ooh, they've got a really Jewishy character and a really black character. But neither of that was the point. It was mm. more like about how these talk shows 
they take a an earnest, serious guest, and then all they do is make the same shit jokes again and again and again while the, the guest is trying to be a serious... You know, there's interesting, important uh, yeah. things happening, and these two people are just like, I'm talking downtown. Mm. Good that- song, by the way. Things of downtown. Patool <laughs> o'clock. Who is still alive and touring? Fuck off. Really? And touring. Can we, can we book her? <laughs> I, I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we didn't get her on this episode, dude. Yeah. If we could get Patula Clark to sing Downtown, <laughs> no, oh, no, no. I she's got to so sing happy. Reputation Justified to the tune of Downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it. It's fine. We'll work it out. Justified is that reputation? Oh uh, man, the syllabus, like, the syllabic count is just Booker. We'll work it out. <laughs> Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes, for the most part, yes. Mm. Again, I just I have issues with the end. Yeah, like the end isn't what I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. but it still felt Simpsonsy. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, even in the classic era, they were never above doing a cartoonish parody mm. of a beloved cartoon to bail out of something. For real, there were important, powerful episodes, but there were also jo- joke vehicles. Is that the yeah, word? Joke but vehicles. I just feel like an episode that was really banking more on its heart and its yeah. emotions to yeah. then have the joke vehicle exit. If Schwartzwelter was in this, like they would have figured out how to end it in a way that was satisfying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although some of his back out very quickly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but but in more satisfying ways. This was very much, oh, the Demolition Derby is next week. Marge is like, oh, the Demolition Derby. The Demolition Derby. But yeah, look, character integrity, like I'm on board with all of it, especially seeing those sides of the Mm. characters that are opening up to Homer. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest... Even Marge getting bored and restless is, yeah, is in that. her character. She always has wanted more out of her life. She's wanted to be a photographer or an artist or a writer or mm-hmm. this or that or an erotic baker. <laughs> yep. You name it. She's got so much potential that she doesn't explore. Mm. Oh, God, I feel for that I poor know. girl. Yeah. Um, Spread your wings, woman. For real, man. And fly. But like her suddenly wanting a thrill in life yeah. yes absolutely but maybe she should switch to deviled ham <laughs> you fucking rebel <laughs> but Holy yeah shit. the whole like the demolition derby thing like we've used this term before coined by south park it feels very what about crab people like it's just <laughs> we don't know how to end this episode so fuck it crab people well dude like what if she didn't suddenly become meek and timid again what if she was like holy shit the rush and got like road rage and was mad good at at at, at crab people um <laughs> at demolition derby and then she like joins road rash and starts like whipping people as they yeah. drive past the car until they can rain off and that explosion is the car shakes her hair out and she paints flames on her car and strips nude and just paints flames on her bare flesh (laughs) (laughs) sorry what were we talking about i don't care i may have started pitching a movie (laughs) anyway it's a running bakery and her her, her oven is the road Yes. <laughs> Woo. Cake is the car. And oh, her <laughs> ovens are my rotor, right? <laughs> anyway. Um, yes or no, would you watch this one again? Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah, I would. I, I might make a sandwich at the end. Yeah. Or get a beer. Yeah. Am I still drinking at the time? Or is it like Sober Sally month? Mm, or, you know, sober may- s- maybe Elliot's rolled you February? a fat one and we're sitting on the comfy recliner. A fat burrito, I should hope. <laughs> Definitely. What else would I be talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Hi, Elliot's mom. <laughs> Put it in a playlist. What playlist does this go in? Um, Popeye the- references. Simpsons cars yeah. getting wrecked. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Tyrannosaurus car. Carosaurus Rex. <laughs> so close. Truckosaurus. <laughs> Truckosaurus car. Yeah. It's funny because I think you listed all the names of Truckosaurus <laughs> parodies that came out after yeah. The <laughs> Simpsons. Like, you know how you go to the Royal Easter show and it's like, it's the Velocipedia. Copter. <laughs> <laughs> Brontocarus. Yep. Um, what other playlists? Legally distinct um, from Margie getting a lovely job. Mar- Wait, hang on. Margie having a thrill. Episode, you mentioned it before. It? Devil yeah. Ham and, uh, and uh, becoming a cop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. BT, what would you change? Um, that entire ending. There's a lot yeah. to do, yeah, so I'm not call, too sure where call. to go. I mean, there's something to be said about Marge feeling restless, but it's just no demolition derby. It's too tacked together even though they do lay the groundwork early on mm. it just feels weird especially when homer saving her is her is just getting her out of the car and that's it it's like yeah it's not okay. i mean it's risky because there is a big flaming yeah car headed towards them but yeah you're right it's just he put her hand out and saved her it's not it's, yeah he didn't have to parkour his way to it <laughs> have a moment my big thing is going to be have a moment of homer choosing to be quiet which i guess he kind of does in the second bit but much like the duffless episode when he has the chance to be a loud obnoxious brute say they go to another formal event like you know the guy at the annual springfield formal event does invite them to toad hall so maybe they go to another thing but homer's got his jaw undone <laughs> and now <laughs> he's actually oh, oh, oh. yeah i know why did you find that what is that it's funny? from wind in the willows Oh, okay. Yeah, like Toad Hall is where Toad from Wind of the Willows lives. Like Toad and Badger and fucking. Mm-hmm. They're actual animals. Oh, oh, I thought it was a neighbor's reference. <laughs> no, it was not Weird Toad Fish Hall. Guy. That's stupid. <laughs> oh, I haven't dude. watched it. Dude, our American audience will not get this. I barely get that. <laughs> our British listeners will love this, though. Okay. Oh, they love neighbors. Mm-hmm. And Home and Away. Yeah. And um, Coronation Street. Yeah. Well, a bit of Cory, yeah. But, like. Yeah, there's still that disconnect with Homer becoming more caring and more of a passive person versus him just shutting up. Like, I get that's yeah. a roll-on effect, and it's cute in those moments to watch it play out, but, like, I still feel the disconnect you know, with... Maybe there's a thing where Homer starts going a bit stir-crazy because he's he realises the effect of him being quiet is really good for everybody else, but he's starting to just, start, you know, freak out a little mm. bit because it's like... He's got that he conflict get with give himself. His opinion to anyone. And... Well, I mean, he's normally he's probably bored because he's usually mm. aggravating people and getting surfed with summons and getting into weird trouble and getting new jobs left, right, and center mm. because he's always out doing something insane and talking to people. Whereas now he's like, no, I'm going to behave because it wasn't just not saying anything. He didn't ride the donkey because he wasn't drunk enough, as he might have yeah. been at this yeah. normal event. So it's just the whole behavioral shift. And now, sure, it's doing everyone else some good, but it's really starting to you know take its toll on him. And maybe they're just like. Look, we need a balance. Why don't you go do something? I don't know. It's something, man. Mm. Maybe. How about you, Danny? What would you like to change? Okay, so Homer connects with Marge, connects with Bart, connects with Lisa, connects mm. with Maggie, yep. and he has his man in the iron mask thing, which is making him a better person, and he's learning that he's happy being this better person and finding out more about his family. Mm-hmm. And then at the party... Johnny Doctor is like, hey, guess what? Tomorrow, I get to take your mask off, Mr. Mm. Iron Giant. And Marge stops and goes, do you remember that? Remember that? Where Marge's like, oh, shit. It's over, son. Right before he goes, oh, and Reverend, I'll have those peck implants in for you tomorrow. I know. What a waste of, like, a great moment of tension. Yeah, Could have been, yeah. well, it, and Reverend, I'll have that cake shaped like my penis ready for you tomorrow. <laughs> for Super. real. Like, I mean, cool, but undercutting that shit. Like, we're on this moment of, like, Marge being, oh, shit, my world is about to come yeah. collapsing down. And 
I want to really see her go off the deep end here. You know, um, uh, like drive home into the hospital, but then, oh, no, whoops, we got a flat. Can't go today. Well, something you, like that. You could. Bit of misery or. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, what I'm thinking. Seriously, what I'm thinking. Not literally break his jaw, mm. but, sh- but he- hobble him by breaking both his legs. <laughs> Like in misery. <laughs> oh, like, okay, he gets Go the... to the hospital now. Cram. <laughs> now keep writing uh, on the no. chalkboard. So, like, um, he gets his thing off. He gets his thing off. He gets his jaw unwired shut mm-hmm. or wired open, if you will. And she takes him home. And then he wakes up, like, tied to a chair with a gap gag in his mouth. <laughs> like, tied. So he's like, he can't talk because he's been gagged and bound. And she's like, okay, look, I know this sounds crazy, but hear me out. You've been so wonderful to me, and you've been lovely, and I don't want to change, and I and love you, worry. and I think you're amazing. And don't worry, when I cut your tongue out, I kept it in this jar. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, maybe that's too far, but, like, Marge being so excited and in love with Homer as he is... That she's scared to adjust to the change. She's scared of the change back. That's a super interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tying her, him up and gagging him yep. seems over the top. But not crazy with her, like breaking his legs and cutting out his tongue. <laughs> right. Um, well, you know, I was just trying to help you get to your inevitable conclusion. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I think it's an interesting thing where, like, she knows she's done something wrong. She's acted out, and she's like, oh, shit, I've done the wrong thing. And he's like, oh, shit, she's a little crazy, but clearly she's so happy that I've seen her for who she is. You know? And there's this, like, they're both excited about this connection, but they don't know how to, and... and all right, uh, just a step back from that. All right, all right. All right. Uh, what if she, like, starts making him incredibly, like, gooey things, like super dry peanut butter sandwiches? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, so um, he can't talk. Yeah, or, like, ultra caramel cake. <laughs> or is like, hey, have you tried new Duff gummy? <laughs> and then he kind of cottons on that, oh, she's doing all this to try to get me to shut up more. And then maybe he just starts being a bit more quiet and starts saying, saying, how was your day? And actually forcing himself to listen. Mm. They, know, they all learn a lesson. They all drink lemonade. Just gives him no, a packet of juju. fuck Gigi. that. Okay. Fuck that. I actually really... Tug in a jar. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm a man I... of extremes. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but look, I actually really like her making the mistake mm. and gagging him because she's so desperate to keep the man she loves and that loves him. Yeah. And like that's sort of the thing where she makes a mistake and has to learn that, oh no, I've gone too far. Yeah. But he learns as and you well can't, that she's you can't like, sculpt people the way yeah, you want. Yeah, you can't them. sculpt people. So she learns that I can't you can't just like carve a person into what you want. But he learns that she's really been abs- excited by mm. the person that he's learned to become, that he's his empathy is having a positive effect on the rest of his family. Yeah. Um, well, that perfectly leads me into what I'd like to change oh, because perfect. I think there is an absence of the impact of the family I in the even end get of the it. Scalpel. Sorry. <laughs> keep keep going. Keep keep going. It's like that scene in uh, Saw. <laughs> Eddie scene uh, with Saw. Uh, the fucking the chick from Becca. Yeah. Yeah. So, what would you like to change? Sorry. Look, I. Do not envy the job of the writers because I get how they got into bail it out with a mm. fucking Popeye yeah. ending because yeah. it is difficult. Yeah. What do you do with Homer at this point? You need to reset him to zero. But I think this should have been more of a family thing. And maybe like, oh, dad is so involved with our lives. I just, yeah. you know, it's putting too much social pressure on us to come up with things yeah. to do. He used to be 
you know, the idea setter and, you know, everybody follow me and, like, maybe they're missing a leader in this sort yeah, of yeah. stage and he comes... Yeah, becomes, he's all busy going, well, what do you want to do, Lisa? How about yeah. you? But how do you feel about that? And it's like, no, someone just needs to bundle ahead and make a decision. So we're here. BT, do you have any other notes? Indeed. I do love that Burns is just like... And so what do you think? And he's like, so uh, hungry. hungry. He's like, yes, it is from South Hungry. Well, good music, yeah. <laughs> good ear. And then just have some Amazing. money. Yeah. Have some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the, he's at Moe's and he's all like, I will see when I stop talking, I learn to listen. Let's listen now. Moe trying to hire an escort. Mm, to yeah. orgasm, to orgasm, which is a lovely place. Oh this man, time if you go year. in the spring, <laughs> you've seen it. Oh. When the leaves change as well, oh, my god, it is fulfilling. <laughs> what else you got? Oh, <laughs> punches an ostrich to death. All right, yeah, yeah, the ostrich punching scene, ostrich playlist. Reminds me of, yeah, Chief Wiggum writing the ostrich. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so this is one of those moments where it's like shocking. Yeah, Homer punched an ostrich, but yeah, the whole... The ostrich got its own back. He Not punches only... the ostrich, and then when the ostrich punches him, he's like, dude, I thought we were friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you All right. just punched the fucker. <laughs> All right, Lenny, you pick out an ostrich and I'll punch it to death. <laughs> Again, it should be way more horrible to me as an animal lover as it is, but But fucking... it's just so beautifully over the top that it, you can't get offended. And it my works. last note is Marge trying to, like, oh, there's a freckle. I'll just try and dig it out. Oh, God. Oh, and that's when God. the scalpel comes in you were talking about. <laughs> well. Which leads me into my final notes. Seriously. Now it's time and now it's time and now it's time. <laughs> Final notes. Final notes. Final. No, that's the theme song for my Velvet Notes. Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> that's got two V's in it. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm gonna lie. We can come up with like a smooth jazz album and call it Velvet Notes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Velvet Notes on NPR. Oh yeah. You need to have a jazz man named Vivian for his Velvet Notes. <laughs> Vivian's Velvet Notes. <laughs> For you. Um, it, seriously, if you haven't seen any of Autumn Shank's movies, you gotta like stop listening to this podcast and go watch them. He is and... the Brian Dennehy of India. <laughs> Dad, calm yeah. down. I prefer to egg him on. Hey, Dad, has the movie started yet? <laughs> this is like one of these Simpsons ruin my brain things when you go to a movie <laughs> and you feel like, fuck, are we still here? They're doing an ad for Kunawara Estate. Who the shit do yeah. they think is watching this movie? People who drink Kunawara. Well, given the price of movie tickets these days, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> oh, you ain't wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I can thir- afford a $30 bottle of wine. A $30 bottle of wine. <laughs> like I'm just going to go to the gold class cinema and get a $30 bottle of wine and have a chug-a-lug. Have a little chug-a-lug. <laughs> I'm going to watch The Joker with Walking Phoenix. <laughs> have a chug-a-lug. Fuck, a Dredrick Tatum playlist by accident oh, yeah. today. Yeah, and he finally punched out Homer. <laughs> Man, the and again and a slow mo playlist as well. Yeah, Homer's jaw going Just to the yeah. side. As, oh, ouch, kabibbles. Homer getting his block rocked playlist. <laughs> playlist. Block rock. Block rocked. Oh yeah. Getting his block rocked. Okay. Thought it was like a sequel to Body Rock. Let's rock y'all. Non-stop. To the beat y'all. Y'all. He's back with another one of those block rocking beats. And my final note. What's your final note? Little fuel for my mule. Gas for me ass. That was great. great. That was great. Starting to rank this thing. BT. Um, hmm. It's a different feel to the last one, but I feel it's overall pretty comparable to it. I mean, a participant ending and a bronze beginning. What do I give that? I feel like I'm going to go with the bronze just because I feel like while I don't like the ending, 
I also kind of feel like the writers were sort of backed into a corner. There are better ideas, but I know they were trying to go for more of an homage. Fun one on this, it just didn't quite land, but I don't think it was a terrible thought. So, uh, just going to settle on a bronze. Danny. You know what? I'm going with silver. I actually quite enjoyed the episode. I thought short of the ending, the the Popeye stuff mm-hmm. I could write off, but I thought the premise was a lot more heartfelt. I was captivated the whole time. The whole time through, I was enjoying myself and thinking of the potential of what the episode could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, short of the ending, I thought that was a really powerful, interesting, captivating episode. Yeah. Elliot. This is amazing. This rarely happens where the same lineup gives two episodes in a row the same ranking. <laughs> where I'm going silver as well. I think the jokes really carry this one through. Much like the last one, we have some excellent plot beats and some excellent ideas where yeah. just execution yeah. kind of lets it down. Honestly, if they had a better opening and you know a more cohesive ending, it's not that I don't like the ending because I laughed, I enjoyed myself, but at the same time, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, pretty sister yeah but the beginning as well is just i mean at best boring at worst offensive this is the second one we've had that started with a parade Ah, and floats yeah Mm. and tasteless float jokes interesting secret playlist and the second one where we're doing a dull silver this will be the first episode from season 13 to be dubbed a dull silver Mm. it'll be joining other teens era episodes like simpsons bible stories which we covered in our vignettes of vignettes episode Ah, v of v yeah danny you were the bronze on that one bet i was (laughs) i don't regret that at all strong arms of the ma where marge starts doing weights and and it's an awesome episode until she rapes homer yes then it kind of falls apart also, Fat Man and Little Boy, which, episode title, did not know that was a reference to nuclear war. I just <laughs> gotta know these things, man. But it's a cute episode about Bart making shirts. Mm-hmm. And also 24 Minutes, which is a delightful little 24 parody, which oh, is... Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Which is cute, but, you know, kind of dumb, but cute. I know, you and I liked it, Phil and Jimmy did not as much, from mm. memory. All right, guys, time for the next episode, doing yep. the old game. Can you tell what episode this is? Based on the title... Mm-hmm. Hit me. The title is Radio Man where Homer becomes a radio man. It's the one with the angel in the Westfield shopping center. Westfield. (laughs) Now we've done that one. Oh, we've done that one? Yeah. Yeah. Radio man. Radio. It's the one where he loses both sight, smell, and taste and becomes a pinball (laughs) wizard. (laughs) Radio man, there has to be a twist. Yeah, it's all in there. It's honestly not the reaction that I was expecting for this episode, but yeah, we're doing Radioactive, man. We'll be we back. We like to disappoint you. <laughs> awesome. And we are back, and we just watched our classic era episode, and fucking bet we did. Oh we my did. did. <laughs> Season yeah. 7, episode 2, Radioactive Man, first released in September of 1995. It was directed by Susie Dieter, written by John Schwartzwell. In this episode, fuck you if you don't know it, it's Radioactive Man. Hey, like, how'd you guys go? Man, I hadn't seen this front for a long, long time, and seriously, at the end, I literally applauded the screen. <laughs> for real, like, man. There was I not... went radioactive gaga and radioactive goo-goo. <laughs> like, I don't think there's a single scene where there's not a laugh or a qu- highly quotable line or just a great scene. Just 
wow. the efficiency of this oh, episode. It is so jam-packed, but it's not overlaying. It's just bam, 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 bam. Oh, it's beautiful. Man, so good. And we've hit on this concept so many times. A lot of the great Simpsons episodes sort of take a thing, put it into Springfield, and have the town of Springfield are reacting around yeah. it yeah. while focusing on a core couple of characters, mm-hmm. but also incorporate the town reacting to it. And fuck me dead, this episode does it so well. Oh, man. Man. It was great. It was really, really great. Mm. Excellent line delivery in there, man. <laughs> That's a line delivery. I know. If only I was an inch taller. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Jellicers. Danny, for better or worse, what stands out to you? Well, look, just historically, the goggles doing nothing mm-hmm. is something that's just like <laughs> stayed with me for oh, life. Man. I mean, we talk a lot about, like, the meme reactions of Simpsons episodes a lot. You know, I'm a big fan of Rock Bottom and Simpsons (laughs) ball posting. But this was, like, meme culture before, you know, Richard Dawkins. So much of this episode, man, it's just (laughs) become culturally relevant. It's language now. Yeah. And Renier Wolfcastle in this episode as well. Great. He's somehow comic relief and integral to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, with the whole... uh, he was working with a vocal coach. Going, <laughs> ah, the vocal up and at them. Up and at them. <laughs> up and at them. Up and at them. Better. <laughs> but yeah, my eyes, the goggles do nothing. Holy fuck. It's, it's little things that only get slammed in the side of a trailer and all his clothes melt off because of his underwear. <laughs> all his legs just kick uselessly. Yeah. yeah that, it's um, historic. Underwear that I can only assume was weaved by the hair of Daenerys. <laughs> Mm, now that you understand uh, Game of Thrones and Daenerys' fireproof nature. Listen to Thrones of Game. We watch the episode where I discover that Daenerys is fireproof. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that episode. And I believe the first time you saw Daenerys' boobs. Power boobs. Power boobs. Power boobs. I don't think I've seen that one. Real power nudity in that episode. Wow. Yeah. Not, that's not the one where she discovers she's fireproof. No, no, no. no. That's much later. Or earlier. Well, earlier for me. Backshadowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thrones of Game, the podcast where we watch Game of Thrones backwards. BT, speaking of the host of Thrones of Game, mm-hmm. what stands out to you from this episode? I think it's Radiation Dude, uh, <laughs> who has a similar but lamer catchphrase, <laughs> up and let's go. Oh, no, uh, man. oh, you kids just think you know everything about Radioactive Man, don't you? <laughs> well, we have the special edition, image limited edition, where Radioactive Man and Fallout Boy get killed on every page. Oh. No, it's got to be the AC. That's my pick. <laughs> the AC yes. extractor famous <gasps> thump, hats go up I got to do something about that AC <laughs> yes and then the reprise at the school great Come callback on. at the school like <laughs> Simpsons playing with cartoony tropes I don't know if the hats lifting up was actually a cartoony trope oh, but for sure. like the way they play with it here <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> incredible uh, it's some great Schwarzweldian writing of, yeah, taking the, the cliche and then finding a ridiculous reason for it and the, reprising it as well, I think, killed it. Absolutely. Uh, uh. And yeah, all the comic books in the start of the, you know, with Radiation Dude, there's also Tree Man. Man yes. Boy. Man Boy. <laughs> Can't forget Man Boy. <laughs> the boy with all the powers and strength of a man. And then yeah. even then, there's... Man a- with all the strength and powers of a boy. Cat girl and dog kid and snake kid. <laughs> snake kid, yeah. Kid kid and kid man. <laughs> yeah, but even then, think of the practicality of that scene that establishes both Millhouse and Bart as massive radioactive man fans. 
and in delivery as well, where Bart's like, and he spells up an atom, it spells atom, A-T-O-M, and that delicious pun. Yeah. Just the delivery and the physicality yeah. on that. He spells I, it out and sets it up for the, the, the speech trainer and, scene later. And he swoons it a little bit when he says delicious. Like, it shows uh, what a huge fan he is, and we yeah. know that. And it's, it's hilarious, and it has jokes that reprise later, and it has plot points that reprise later, and it has teaches something about the character or it's a reminder about the character so it does so much and you don't even notice you have this is a great time absolutely and it's also very world building for millhouse as well who's very excited about the prospect of a radioactive man movie mm. but you know later on and this is what stands out to me in this episode is the handling of millhouse's character where mm. i think this is such an interesting angle for a character to oh, take sure. because you know hollywood in in Hollywood productions is sold with such glitz and glamour and how mm. m- amazing it must be to be Everyone an actor. Everyone wants to be an actor. Mm. Every patriotic American. That's it. Wants to be famous. Everyone yeah. in every Hollywood movie would love to be an actor. Mm. You have to sell the dream. You don't see a star is born and the new and upcoming star is like, oh, actually this kind of sucks. Yeah, for real, man. A star is like, mm, thanks, but no thanks. Hollywood yeah. is like your fucking crack dealer. Mm-hmm. They would never Drug sell... Drug away. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Phil Hartman as well. Oh, oh my Phil. goodness. Good old Sorry Phil. to step on your point there. Boy. No, no, but you know what I'm saying. No, like Hollywood would never portray an actor as anything less than an idealized goal to be. Yeah, well, it does remind me a little bit. I uh, recently found out that Will Wheaton apparently got into acting because his mum pushed him into it he never wanted to do it and a lot of his chronic depression he draws a connection to uh trying to make her happy blames his mom for it well just the attempt to um earn her love will wayton has blocked me on twitter really why what'd you do what did you say he did like, what Star did Trek you sucks. say? Uh, he did like a mass blocking thing a couple of years ago. That's unrelated to why you got blocked, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, he, he basically, yeah, put through a program which sort of right. detected behaviors and whatever, but it was a bit too over corrective. And yeah, it became a thing on Twitter. Mm. Why did Will Wheaton block me? What did I do? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, Will Wheaton blocked me. What did I do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even add him. I mean, you have said you watch The Next Generation as a sleeping aid. So, uh, <laughs> maybe Holy that shit. was it. Hey, guys, hold your scotch up to the microphone. It smells incredible. I was going to ask, what is this? Japanese uh, single malt. Um, yeah, do you remember the brand? Haku or something. Yeah. Oh, God. It, it haku or smells haku? Like, just like, wow. Yeah, that's just like, like, like a little bit of honey and a little bit of oak. Mm. And, mm, that's good. Well, yeah, I thought for such a special episode, mm. better crack out the special Japanese whiskey. It's only fair. Mm. Mm. It's got a lot more smoke than I'm... I mean, not a lot, but a lot more than I'm used to for Japanese whiskey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the Mars Iwaii. Ah, uh, yes, Mars. So what I really loved about Milhouse's portrayal in this is that he was reluctant to go into it, you know, oh. in the first place, and then once he gets a taste for it, it's not... Is still, it's not something that he's into. Yeah. And he exposes a lot of the sh- fucking hey, stuff that sucks about acting. He's never, rep- sorry, he's never disillusioned. It's everyone around him that imagines it's great. Yeah. Yeah. But he sees it for what it is. There's a lot of repetition and you just... It took 12 hours, but we did it. It's done. Because <laughs> we got to do it again from different angles. And again and again and again. And again and again and again. again, and again, and again. <laughs> but the other thing is... He recognizes that he's good at it. Yeah. And even when he is on camera, it's not like 
He's trying to bomb so he can get out of it. Yeah. He does it and he's good. And he says to Mickey Rooney later, one of the guest stars for this episode, he knows mm. he's good. Yeah. I mean, he's got the opportunity so many people want. He doesn't want to throw that away, but at the same time, he doesn't enjoy it. Yeah. And arguably, maybe he's doing it for his parents because they're all just like, bought a jacuzzi suit. You better be a success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play count. How many times have you tonight? Have you seen this episode? I can't hear you. I'm in a jacuzzi suit. <laughs> He actually is. We couldn't hear the sound of the whiskey on the microphone over the jacuzzi suit. <laughs> well, whiskey is notoriously quiet. Can't tell you how many times I've seen this one. This is, I was basically writing it down as it was happening oh, and God damn, my note-taking hand hurt. Let's yeah. talk about the wackiness. You pretty much have the script there. Yep. Uh, wackiness. I mean, there's the Millhouse that blows up, yep. and then there's a Romanian who plays Millhouse when he gets hurt. I'm just Millhouse when he gets hurt. <laughs> Poor um, guy. Well, he's very similar voice to the person who portrayed Lisa uh, in When Mr. Yes, Burns. Yes, I would say so. Mm. Absolutely. We don't see him so again. He's so he's Estonian. My apologies. From Estonia. From Estonia. Much like Brendan Fraser's character in Encino Man. Get out of town. Well, they claim he's from Estonia when they actually he's a he's from the Stone Age. Man. Clever. No wordplay. <laughs> the weasel. Whatever the opposite diggly, diggly, of clever diggly. is. From the library of Paulie Shaw. Oh, in guys. I'm sorry. Oh, Academy guys. Award winner Paulie Shaw. Wait, what? No. <laughs> Academy now, Award winner Bart Simpson. <laughs> back to get us on track. Track to get us on back. Mm-hmm. What was the question again? Wackiness. Oh, my. When they're like, tell you what, Mr. Simpson, why don't you go get something to eat from our food truck? He's got the, <laughs> the dash cloud left behind it, Mr. Simpson. It was funny, <laughs> but it wasn't wacky. That's wacky. That's wacky. Dude, not like the Incredible Hulk and two leprechauns oh, no. suddenly being in your script. Different kinds, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can't talk about wacky elements without... <laughs> The ending of the supportive Hollywood, which is <laughs> like something that I didn't really that get as a kid. That was the heart of yeah. the episode. They're man. all holding banners Let's saying "Welcome Troubled Production." <laughs> oh God, it's just so fucking sweet. Just take ironic. what you need from our boutiques, and until you uh, get back on Mickey your feet. Rooney's whole final chapter is like, "Well, I hope you're happy." There were just a, a bunch <laughs> of nice movie folks, and you slick small towners took them for everything they were worth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. This was the heart question, Lean wasn't it? On me. <laughs> When oh, you're not strong, strong I'll, I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry yeah. <laughs> on with this podcast. Yes. <laughs> beautiful. That was beautiful. It mm. was ridiculous, but it was beautiful more mm. than it was wacky. And yeah, guest star of this episode, <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Really? You know, star of stage from 1939 to 1940. Uh, wow, spanning two decades. Yeah. <laughs> I know that is one of the only, one of the jokes I only got when I was older. I was like, I wait know, a right? second. <laughs> Hang on a ticking. Oh, so I just want to run wackiness like the six corner treehouse. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, we uh wiretapped your treehouse phone. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> let's get it out of town. There's no reason why a room can't have six corners. That's true, but it's just but it was clearly uh, a four-corner yeah. room that had six sudden corners. It is much like the ABC show on at 8 o'clock on Mondays. Four corners? Is that still on? I don't yeah, know. probably. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry, one last bit of last bit of whack I want to bring up is the creepy spirograph guy. <laughs> when he's going to all of Millhouse's normal haunts, yeah. he's like, seen Millhouse? No. Wait, you know there's a direct correlation between the decline of spirograph and the increase of gang activity? Think about it. Okay. No, the heck was his won't. name? Dr. Spyro-Cop-Pocalypse or something? Spyrograph. 
Spirographo. Spiroglonophonus. It's pronounced Spiro. It's a it's a Spiro. Greek name. Uh, any other wackiness? Uh, these dogs will they find Millhouse or will they find <laughs> him and kill him? Oh, they'll find him and then uh, you you uh you just trailed <laughs> off there. Um, yeah, the, I did. The slot car racing place has like <laughs> one twenty fourth the size, one eighth the fun. One eighth the fun. I've three, never three eighths the fun. Oh, it was three eighths the fun. <laughs> the mathematics on that joke are so specific it's, that it's, it's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> Being accurate, much like the amount of cats you have to tape together to look like a horse. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Again, quotable moments in this episode. Fucking hell. Oh, man. All right, the heart of this episode. Who's got the bumps? I mean, Millhouse. Come on. Yeah. He was so jaded and disillusioned, and he didn't want to be there. He just wanted to be happy. Yeah. I like the tone with Bart as well that they didn't play the whole jealousy angle. It was like Mm. Lisa sort of had a talking to him. It's like, hey, Millhouse needs you right now to throw whiskey bottles at. I mean, they did for a minute when Bart's like, well, George Burns was right. Showbiz is a hideous bitch goddess. (laughs) Fucking great quote that. I got to say that I felt heart when Bart was an incredible actor. When he Mm. went, look out, radioactive man. Look, I leaned away from the mic. Um, Look out, radioactive man. And all the kids went, wow, he's so good. Wow. And his commitment to like growing a full inch in a day. (laughs) That's how fast grandpa's drinking. And he goes, now is the winter of our discontent. (laughs) And Ralph runs away going, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Run. <laughs> and he's great. And he gets into the audition and he doesn't fuck up in the audition. Mm-hmm. He's great in the audition. He's confident. He's bold. His his projection, his... Sorry, I just remember the, the opening of that where Bart's practicing at home and uh, <laughs> home is all like, Marge, you have other men in this house? Radioactive, Radioactive men. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it is wacky as well, the double misdirect with Bart yeah. in the audition. Yeah. It's like, you've got the part. That's what I'd be saying if you were just an inch taller. Next. Mm-hmm. But that's the heart. Bart is so good, and he puts his all, and he puts his heart on the line. Mm. He wears his Wait heart in his sleeve there. Wait a second. Isn't Milhouse shorter than Bart? Yeah. My God. But Bart doesn't look like Bart on camera. You gotta use a Millhouse. <laughs> You're gonna tape Bang. a bunch of Millhouse together. <laughs> yeah, that is like because it's even more obvious when Bart walks in. Look, I grew that extra inch we wanted, plus several feet more. <laughs> yeah, for real. And so they l- do the second misdirect. We found a new Fallout boy, and he's next to you. Or their third one, where Martin's sitting there. He's like, oh. "Who's that boy? He's absolutely perfect. I don't know. He didn't fill out his forms like the rest of kids. Oh well, then let let it go. It wouldn't be fair to the other children. Wouldn't be <laughs> fair out their to the other children. <laughs> yeah, right, Hollywood. Oh, yeah, fucking hey, right. That's what it's like, and I will not have you say otherwise. But fourth suggest- direct as well. Mickey Rooney go. Well, you know, Mill has to do it, but we found a perfectly good Fallout Boy right over here. Oh yeah, Jiminy Delicarus. Jiminy Delicarus. Hey, you said it so many times. It doesn't even make sense anymore. You sounded just like he did in yeah, that little bit of, a bit of... Do you want me to do my impression of Mickey Rooney in no. Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yes. <laughs> no. Because I know you no. won't. Because I know you also haven't seen it. <laughs> he hasn't seen it? Oh, it's really bad. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, did it feel like... My it? God, yes. Mm, you're telling me some... This is just straight, uncut Simpsons. Lather it over my body. Mm-hmm. Bathe in it. Yeah, look, this is... I feel like this was in the seasons where, especially season six, seven, eight, they're really pushing more of the wacky plots 
and they're pushing the Simpsons characters and Springfield mm-hmm. characters and really exploring what it means to be a Simpsons character. How far yeah. can you push it before it starts seeming ludicrous? And I think it's so different to bring something into Springfield rather than have the Simpsons go to. Yeah. Because that, nice. While still being wacky is not as wacky because it's things happening to them. Yeah. Yeah. Even you could say the Mo joke about Little Rascals was kind yeah. of a cutaway, but it had something to do with acting yeah, and it's, performing. It's the sense of staff either yeah. gripping everyone's yeah. like, well, you know, I've uh, actually had a little brush with Hollywood myself. <laughs> it was hard to find an excuse for me to get certain in the face every episode, but you know, we had good writers. Mm-hmm. Mm. That fucking episode that they showed was like 1940s, man. How old is Mo? Well, this was in the 95, so, oh shit. Yeah, he's like in his. At least in his 60s. His blanksties. Mm-hmm. You stole my bet! You stole... <laughs> so I love the lead into that where it's like, well, if you were such a big shot, why aren't you one now? And then he kind of turns around like, Mo? No. Mo? <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> and you, the exit line, oh my God, he killed the original Alfalfa. Because, <laughs> yeah, this would have been around the time that Little Rascal's 90s movie was mm. at least out or in production or something. Oh, surely... You don't know it's the original Alfalfa until you kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like in Dark Knight. Oh, my God. He killed the fourth Joker. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, shoot. There goes another Batman. Hey there, yeah. <laughs> Batty boy. Wait, that means something else in England, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, one of the comics in the start of the episode was Bat Boy, but he was holding up a baseball bat. <laughs> nice. Fucking the visual jokes in this episode, man. Yeah, look, it felt like a Simpsons. It, geez, it's part, yes, it it, it's a part of us all, part of us all. But yes or no, would you watch it again? Absolutely. I would be willing to watch it right now. Well, good thing we're going to do that. But first, we need to discuss what playlist would put this in. Schwarzweldian. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wolf Castle in. Mm. Oh, Wolf Castle. Have we not done everything with Wolf Castle in this Isn't episode? Oh my god. Uh, films. You mm-hmm. know. Films. Films. Just films. Films. Hmm. Films. Now put it with when, you know, Barton Lee's have to make a film project and that's the Mad, 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 Mad Marge. Oh. Uh, put it with, you know, when, when they go Bart to Sun... When Bart wins an Academy Award. Once Upon what? a Sundance. <laughs> yeah, Bart is now an Academy Award yeah, but winner. In, in the world or in our world? In uh, H.J. Simpson's in, world. Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. It doesn't exactly count. It's not the best episode. It counts, it counts, as, a, counts as a playlist, though. That's um, true. What about Bart and Milhouse falling out? Mm. Like, Milhouse moves to Vegas. Uh, or when they run the comic oh, book York, store yeah. together. Yeah, true, true. Not really falling the out fall, in this the one. The Fallout Boys. Ah, <laughs> I like it. Ooh, three-minute comic book. Mm. Like the radioactive stuff. Yes, yeah, Every, absolutely. everything radioactive man all the time. Mm. Yeah, mm. comic book guy playlist. Comic book guy playlist. I would watch the tits off that. <laughs> the big flabby tits off that. Mm-hmm. BT, what would you change? Not a damned thing. Danny, what would you change? Well, no, you know what? Mm, no, I am happy. I'm happy. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Make a note. Make a note, people. Yeah, I like to try and leave the audience guessing where my ranking is going, but yeah, I'm not changing this one at all. This is just so fucking good. It's- yeah, it's that pure Schwarzweldian crack. Where yeah. It's just like, <laughs> bam, right in, this is what we're doing. Let's go. Yeah, I will take that leg spread. Yeah, I, I will spend my life forever trying to reach that high. And mm. yeah. Facing that dragon. <sighs> For real. Radioactive dragon. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? 
All right, a quick shout out to worst episode ever for their intro hey. from this episode. Alt.nerd.obsessive. I can almost hear the drum beat. <laughs> and also uh, another friend of the show, Jason, at one word long on Twitter, who has the website Flim Springfield. Yeah, um, we uh, got interviewed by them. Yeah, the absolutely. And yeah, hey, Jason. Yeah, taking a moment just to say thank you for, so much for supporting our show. Mm. You're awesome. People out there, check out his website, Flim Springfield. It's a great Simpsons blog. And yeah, he's a beautiful person. Hey, yeah. Jason, baby. Yeah, these people don't need a big ad or even correct spelling. Just to clarify, the website address is www.flimspringfield.wordpress.com. Okay, back to the show. Uh, <laughs> it's the most dangerous criminal of all, the Scoutmaster. Yes. <laughs> Don't be afraid to use your nails, boys. Yes. <laughs> uh, the campy 70s version. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this because this would have been just after, like, Batman and Batman Returns, you know, yeah. with Tim Burton's Where gritty. they were trying to get yeah. as far away from the campy version as possible. Tim Burton's gritty was so far from Nolan's gritty. I know Tim Burton's gritty looks campy gritty as well. Doesn't well, it's, it? It's goth aesthetic. In retrospect, you know, that's what this year's all about. 2020 is hindsight is 2020. But mm. then Snyder's like gritty then goes back to being a bit campy as well. Yeah. It's amazing how this shit fucking flows, man. I oh, man, Justice League you can dissect over and over and over. <laughs> it's a beautiful twisted wreckage. <laughs> I love that Kanye album. Mm, no, no I don't. <laughs> I was about to say you don't know any Kanye. <laughs> The great little sign gag outside the school of like, Fallout Boy auditions here. Well, well not, not here, here but inside. inside. <laughs> that was incredible. I don't feel like the I noticed that ever. Fucking laughed. I think that oh, was the yeah. first time for me, too. Uh, Teamsters relaxing. Oh, yeah. We had some fun with that shit. <laughs> yeah, normally I try and avoid the quoting along with episodes, even though we can. Yeah. But the Teamsters reacting and uh, yeah. relaxing, that just looks so good. We had to indulge in a bit of that. And it sticks with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every Throughout time life. Yeah, whenever you see a bunch of dudes, like, stretching out and being lazy sons of bitches when they should, probably should be working, yep. mm-hmm. I get the urge to stretch. Yeah, stand next to them to stretch better than they do. Yeah. Homer had some amazing moments in this episode. He wasn't in it that much. He was all reactive. It was like, yeah. they're paying us five bucks a day to film some of this movie here. <laughs> uh, I was going to put a cable through this wall. I love the concept of competitive laziness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why does he see people chilling and think, oh, yeah, I can chill even harder? harder than that oh you yeah. think you can chill you haven't seen chill until i've chilled incredible <laughs> america's top chill <laughs> <laughs> well you know we've had some fun today however spinning newspaper injures printing yes yes god damn it classic spinning newspaper bits mm-hmm. man you don't see that anymore yeah mm-hmm. Oh, and the yeah, the town looking for Millhouse, and they put up the sign. <laughs> Eight million dollar reward wanted. Crossed out dead or alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still left in the or. Oh, it's yep. so good, Fuck, man. Eight million dollar reward. Yeah. Why did Bart not turn that dude in? Well, I mean, friendship, man. It's worth and Mickey more than really money. found them. Yeah, also true. You're fired, and with good cause. <laughs> oh, the magic of modern editing. Yep. What a sequence. And, you know, with someone that edits a podcast and makes us sound as fluid as we do right now. Yes. Well done. Elliot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. My man. <laughs> Maybe, uh, Word. Teachers and scientists haven't cured anything. For heroes, you need to look to your Schwarzeneggers, your Stallones, and to the lesser extent, your Van Dams. Poor Van Dam. <laughs> I mean. I know, though. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what he means. Well, yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a dig because Rob Van Dam, what an amazing wrestler. Like, seriously, the five-star frog splash. Fuck off! <laughs>
If he can't do a split between two jet planes, Trucks. the fuck is he even alive for? Did he really do that? Trucks, yes, but jet planes. He did jet planes as well, did didn't he? he? I don't know. I thought he did. I mean... I know his daughter did as well. What? Yeah. Chuck, do you have any other notes? Oh, this episode really stirred up feelings in me, you know? I really felt for Millhouse. Because I've been in that situation where you sort of like, you're expected to perform Mm -hmm. and you're standing back there with this like, is this really what I want to do with my life? That sort of social anxiety thing. It turned out it was really what I wanted to do with my life. So different ending to Millhouse, Mm -hmm. but that sense of just uncertain anxiety. Absolutely, But Mickey Rooney still came and gave you a pep talk. I've also been in the other end where I've been like Bart watching one of my friends become way more successful than I'm ever going to be and just have to learn to deal with that. Lucky him, not lucky me. That's... Mm. Good for him. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to feel about that? How am I supposed to yeah. be happy for my friend while at the same time being jealous of him and sad for me? Mm. That's a tough, tough feeling. You know what? In a way, that's the heart of that episode of this episode. Yeah, Bart's like learning to be happy with other people, trying success. to be happy for Milhouse, while at the same time being sad for himself. But at the same but, time, trying to support Milhouse. You know, yeah. When he finds Milhouse, he doesn't say, "Hey, if you don't like it, I'll do it." That's it. He yeah. says, "You have to go back on because you know Piss people off, need heroes." I could wear a blue wig and be you. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, Milhouse. He says, "No, I believe in you. You can do this. Get out there. We can be heroes." He's supportive, man. Just for one day. I love you, Beach. You too, man. <laughs> Time for my final notes. You too, Elliot. Sitting yeah. over there, being all nice. The channel flip bit. Yes. <laughs> Radioactive, man. Y'all. Oh. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, that reminds me of the best channel flip bit, which is Shaun of the Dead, of, the of dead, course. Yep. No uh, question. Of course. But this was 20 years before that. Mm-hmm. And it had a little bit of Troy McClure. So technically, you guys got the Hartman double. Yeah. Wasn't a yeah. full Hartman double, but still, it's a. Ra- I'll take it. It's a rarity in Simpsons episodes. Equally as fast and funny and clever. I was so impressed with that. Speaking of fast, funny, and clever, all the the flashes in the campy radioactive man section of mm-hmm. all the different. <laughs> One said poo, <laughs> uh, zop, newt, and snuff. Yeah, mint. Pain, hurt, (laughs) mint. Ah. I like how Bart managed to train the cat and dog to pull him. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) He called them his mighty stallions. Mm. So, yeah, managed to get them in that situation. But, yeah, what quitters of animals? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, snakes are nature's quitter. But, uh... And we haven't talked about Krusty. <laughs> of course, the one actor in Springfield who kind of got screwed by this production. He got yeah. three roles. <laughs> That's right. He he wasn't right for Crispy the Clown, but he could do Angry the Clown, Dr. Clownies, and Silly Sailor. I won't yeah. let you down. Well, I might let you down on Silly Sailor. But... <laughs> I have thought this many times, especially on sets. Where's the producer? I, I want, want to, to talk about this coffee. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I better get a bad coffee, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck has that got to do with the producer? You complain to the top, man. No! The top is busy doing top biz. That's why you bother them. Honestly, it's this quote, which is why I started bringing an espresso machine when we were doing our day plus one film shoots, (laughs) (laughs) just to make sure people wouldn't talk to me about the coffee. (laughs) Good, Um, good man. But I mean, just on that as well, doing that experience and also like a little bit of my extra work that I was doing a little while ago, like I really do get where Millhouse is coming from and the the repetition and the long Mm. breaks in between scenes, like... 
It is mental. Like, you know, oh, yeah. a book in your phone can only really entertain you in between this shit for so long. Well, I mean, our longer oh. shoot on Dave Plus One, you can check it out now on YouTube or DavePlusOne.com. Dave Plus One, what's that? Oh, it's a web series that Elliot, Phil, and I made a little Robcom series. It was very good. In fact, anyway. one of our good friends, Danny Rosewell, helped us with some of the music for it. Indeed, it was good fun. You don't say. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to point was that uh, our longest day on that, I think, was 14 hours. Mm. And uh, our star, Ella, who had to come up from like an hour away, so she would have got up at 5 a.m. and we didn't wrap till 10 mm. and still delivering perfect performances every time we called Cut, Do It Again for free. This is what acting is like, people. It's hard. For free. But damn, it's when some people are just so passionate about it and I really respect that. Trivia, this was the first episode of The Simpsons to be digitally coloured. Really? Yeah, Hmm. and they wouldn't do this again until season 12. But yeah, this was like an experiment and I do think this episode kind of looks different like because of it, maybe. Hmm. A little crisper, I'm not sure. Okay, Beach, look up Gabby Hayes. I don't know who that is. And Shag, you don't have your phone with you, do you? Of course I do. My middle name is Phone. <laughs> you have a lot of middle names, and it's confusing for anyone keeping track. <laughs> Try not to keep track. Look up Van Johnson, because Millhouse is going to be big. Gabby Hayes big. And then Mickey Rooney says later, you're good. Van Johnson good. And I feel like this episode is doing a lot of these inside Hollywood things. I wouldn't be surprised if you poured over the script and found mm. more deeper things. Uh, so mm. George Francis... Gabby Hayes was an American actor. He began as something of a leading man and a character player, but he was best known for his numerous appearances in B-Western films. There we go. Yeah. Similar, Van Johnson was born in 1916. He was famous during the Metro-Golden-Mire sort of era. Oh, yeah. Um, He was in Battleground. Um, (laughs) Is that a Battleground sound? No, No, it's my MGM. Oh, when the lion roars. Yeah, uh, that was my Patrick Stewart. Yeah, when the lion roars, start playing Dark Side of the Moon, Fantasy Island, Scorpion, Two Tails, Love Boat, One Day at a Time, Kid and the President from Corleone to Brooklyn. Dude, he's been in like 126 movies. He is Damn. super huge. And Mickey Rooney? He's not super huge. He's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, who's heard of Mickey Rooney? He was uh, being a distressed girl in a cello pudding commercial. <laughs> well, no, he could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should he wanted. Let's rank this thing. Danny's first. My gut says cubic. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, it's cubic. So. Okay. Good. Concise. Yeah, cubic as well. I mean, like it was going to be anything else, yeah. BT. Cubic 100%. This just like glittering cubic. This was so good. Beginning to end. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is just an episode we compare other Simpsons against. I've been saving this one for a long time, waiting for a lovely night to do it with. It was fast. It was clever. Mm. It was funny the whole way through. It had a heart, but it didn't feel sappy. It didn't feel like it was just a joke vehicle. It was only an A plot. There wasn't a B plot. But again, because it's so all-consuming to the town, that makes sense. Yeah, the whole town was in on it. Mm. It was just one big... Big yeah. A-plot with everyone involved. Yeah. It's just exquisite writing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, I feel privileged to do this podcast when episodes like this come along. And I'm not, not exaggerating. Well, that's, that's it, man. Oh, man. That's Amazing it. stuff. This is a unanimous cubic zirconia. It'll be mm. the eighth episode from season seven to be dubbed a unanimous cubic zirconia. We're putting some good runs in that. Mm. It'll be joining Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2. Ah. Yeah. Bart sells his soul. That's yeah. the one where Bart sells his soul. What oh, is Bart the Fink, where Bart dobs in Krusty for tax evasion. <laughs> evasion. Mm. I don't the... say evasion. I say evasion. Home of the Smithers, when Homer becomes the, the Smithers. Smithers. Ah. 
The Day the Violence Died, that's Chester J. Lampwick mm-hmm. and the original Itchy cartoon. Mm-hmm. And the Solid Gold mm-hmm. House mm-hmm. and a rocket mm-hmm. car. The Curse of the Flying Hellfish, that was yes. one of our that very... Fucking amazing. I have really fond memories of that one. Oh. Just being miles better than I remembered. Yeah. Oh. And one of our, our early episodes and one of our early cubics as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where we were like, okay, this is set in the pace. This is what other cubics have yeah, to live that's, on. That's we were not sober that night, guys. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> early dank episodes, man. What a mm. ride. Mm. <laughs> Unlike tonight. This is the drunkest I've been on a podcast for a very long time. Woohoo! And also, 22 short films about Springfield. Yeah, girl. Because Get like it, that girl. was never going to be a cubic zirconia. <laughs> All right, guys. That about does it for this. 22 separate cubic zirconias. About yeah. Springfield. <laughs> Before we get out of here, we like to talk about things that we're into lately. Books, TV, music, movies. So what have you been into, BT? So I feel like last time, well, not last time we did this, but a recent time we did this, I'd only just started reading uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I've now finished it. It's amazing, but it's so depressing, but that's the point. Mm. So, yeah, it really paints a brilliantly accurate picture of World War One, which is often overlooked by a lot of media. But, hey, you know what? The Nazis tried to ban this book, so you read it and stick it to them. So just an update as well. Because last episode you mentioned you were halfway through Final Space Season 2. How did that pan out? Mixed feelings. Yeah. 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 Some parts I really, really liked. It just, I felt like they lost their way at a certain point. But uh, That's how I felt about Season 1. Yeah. Oh, diff- different In different ways in this one, though. Yeah. We'll have a long table discussion. I yeah. feel like we all have uh, yeah. something to say about it. And also, I've now started reading a collection of short stories by Charles Beaumont, who did a lot of the writing. Sorry, a lot of his short stories were adapted for The Twilight Zone. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, being a collection of short stories, they're a bit hit and miss, but the hits are very good. Wonderful. How about you, Danny? What are you into? Like, I've been playing a ton of Sekiro, The Shadows, Shadows Die Twice, Twice, which is incredibly hard, frustrating, challenging, difficult, crushing, unforgiving to mm. any weakness. Shadows Die Twice, but how many times have you died? You don't want to know. Like, <laughs> like, wow, man. Wow. But, you know, I don't, that's not even what I really want to talk about. I'm a huge fan of How Did This Get Made with Paul Shear and Jason... Manzukas. The Zook. Yep. And June Diane Raphael. Yes, JDR. And I try not to be too much like Jason's persona on here, but I know that I do tend to uh, stir the pot a little here and there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, guys, specifically the episode where they do Drop Dead Fred is the most incredible piece of podcasting I've ever heard in my life. In my life. I listened to it while I was driving for an hour and a half down from home to thingy and oh it's captivating man (laughs) i've never heard a team of close friends become so bitterly bloody divided you know they were such passion though yeah and it wasn't just like a disagreement it was and like an argument on the fundamental principles of life that's it it was so deep that to be on one side meant not understanding how the others could yeah. be human to the exclusion of all be others sociopath they must be mm. psychopaths not to even understand how this movie could possibly be representative of the human psyche meanwhile the others were like what the hell is going on with these absolute sociopathic psychopaths how could they possibly not recognize the horror of this movie and wow mm. wow like both sides are so distant from each other and they both love each other but yeah. wow Wow, they're just so far apart, and yet instantly your heart will take a side and be unable to recognize mm-hmm. with any empathy the other side because it is just a divide between humanity and Team Fred for life, yo! Fred, it's for life. <laughs> woo, woo. 
And this was with Casey Wilson as well, uh, who's an amazing actress and comedian. Yeah. No, it was phenomenal. She wasn't Team Fred, so she's dead to me now. <laughs> so it was Sheer and Casey versus Minzukas and June, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because June and Paul are like together. So. Yeah. Oh, sure. June and Paul are I mean, married. They're not are married. <laughs> <laughs> There's now a box for Drop Dead Fred on your divorce certificate. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Like, that, that would not surprise me if that was the reason for their divorce, because this was irreconcilable. Throughout an hour and a half of podcast, there was no closing this divide even slightly. Mm-hmm. It is like... This sounds like this was a greater divide than the silver failure divide of They Saved Lisa's Brain. It was inc- Oh, that yeah, was, we didn't that really mention that after the day. <laughs> yeah, no, that was powerful, but it's gone. Well, yeah, as a lifelong Rick Mail fan, I'm surprised I haven't listened to this podcast. You've been saying for ages, Dude. and mm-hmm. you I know, mean, Drop Dead Fred was a very important movie to me no, growing up. Like, there you go. Already, you're a Team Fred. But realistically, even without the movie, it is an important thing to watch because mm. it's sort of like. One half of them is like Fred is representation of her urge to act out as a child. It's the parts she hates about herself. And of course he's hard to empathize with because... And the other half is like... Because he's pure id, you know? Yeah. Mm. And it's powerful, you know? He's a representation of what she didn't never got to be as a child Mm. that she has to come to terms with, you know? That he is her. Dog um, poo, dog poo, yucky, yucky dog poo on yeah. the chair everywhere. And, uh, meanwhile, the other half is like, he's this creepy pedophile man that's like following around this young girl. And it's just like, there's no fucking way that anyone that thinks he's a pedophile will ever understand that he's actually her. Mm. And anyone that says he's actually her id, and he is, of course, he's unlikable because he's a reflection of the parts of her. She doesn't like about herself that needed consolidation and creation yeah it's this incredible divide Mm -hmm. between humanity between husband and wife oh man paul and 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 june i love you both and as for what i've been into what have you been into lately elliot guys i broke my fucking streak in 2019 (laughs) you started masturbating again Sorry, sorry. But this man plays Tinder like boom. He doesn't need to masturbate. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of putting on my Tinder profile right now. 124th the size, 3 8 the fun. <laughs> no one will get it but us. And we will super like you. You know what, actually? I would swipe right, son. One of my absolute favorite people that I've met on Tinder in her bio. <laughs> and all it reads is, I'm looking for someone to play knifey spoony with. <laughs> yes, that's the girl. <laughs> yeah. She's the one. Cat mm. noise. Yeah, last year I read books. Not just <laughs> books, but books. What? What the fudge? So when I went to Uganda. um, Where's Uganda? <laughs> I don't know. What's Uganda with you? It's somewhere in Rwanda, right? It's actually next door to it. Ah, close. Literally, yeah. I went to Uganda, and in the you know down hours, internet wasn't always available. So I've had the book on my phone for ages, The Death of WCW, which goes into the wrestling organization WCW charity wildlife. 
World yep. Wrestling Charity. Mm. World Charity Wrestling. There you go. <laughs> um, which is a wrestling promotion that in the late 90s was exceeding WWF, now known as WWE. Mm-hmm. They were the ones who did the whole NWO angle. It's an amazing story about how a wrestling promotion can get a, such a good idea mm. that can nearly topple the top wrestling organization in America, but then just absolutely squander its potential for the next few years afterwards. It's a little bit hard to read for people who aren't that into wrestling and don't know the ins and outs. It's sort of, you know, like the way we do on the Simpsons Mm. Index, we sort of take some shortcuts with explaining the jokes and, you know, we sort of rely on some pre... uh, Pre Pre-knowledge, yeah. So it's a little bit of a hard recommendation, but me as a wrestling fan from back in the day, I really enjoyed it. But also, I read Flea's autobiography. Ooh, I got that for Christmas. I haven't started it yet. Which is a wonderful read. And what I appreciated and also hated about it is that it's the chapters are whoa, really whoa, whoa. short. This is not going to be a spoiler thing, right? He joins the Chili Peppers. Oh! <laughs> Dude, come on. I was waiting for the movie. <laughs> uh, this one's called Acid for the Children, right? Correct. Uh, and yeah, it's written in this short style and... Because I had, like, Death of WCW I had on my phone, but this I had the physical book of it, and it was annoying because he writes in this short chapter style, which wastes so much paper, and, like, I'm part of the way through the book, and I'm like, oh, God, this book is really weighing down on my fucking luggage, and it could have been a quarter of the size Hope if he was just and flee. a bit more efficient with his fucking chapter formatting. Mm. <laughs> so that's the only thing I hate about it, but it's honestly, it's a wonderful story about a man that I love so dear. Uh, flee is, he is the reason I play bass. I listen to Chili Peppers and I'm like, the fuck is that? That is not yeah. the guitar. Because, yeah. you know, as a bass player, so often the bass just gets put in the background mm. and it's a supporting just frequency. Notes. Yeah, it's supporting the other instrument. But Flea was my first exposure into the f- sort of funk he style. He was which... a pioneer in that mm. sort of lead bass role, wasn't he? Yeah. Just like Bootsy Baby. Well, that's the thing. I didn't really know funk prior to the Chili Peppers and knowing, like, bass as its own separate instrument that wasn't playing just guitar lines or just yeah. supporting the overall frequency of the chords. So having Flea separate and do these things was an absolutely inspirational and fundamental part of my bass playing so hearing how he came up and grew as a person was just uh, absolutely wonderful and i think i like reading you guys get out <laughs> all right guys look that about does it for the simpsons index this week thank you very much guys for joining me tonight thank you danny i'm danny rosewell thank you bt ahoy and that's all from me, your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. And that is all the mustard in the house. Jiminy Jellicers. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Frank's Red Hot Condoms. We can't imagine why you'd buy them. (laughs) Hurts on your genitals, hurts in your mouth. Why? Stop! Radioactive man! (laughs) One more time? What's that? Radioactive man! Brilliant, and once more? Look out! Radioactive man! Actually, you flubbed that one. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck, 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 fucking cunt shit ass tits. Hi, Mom. Oh my god. We gave you the fidget toy so you'd leave the stand alone. Now you put the fidget toy on the stand. Give him the bigger fidget toy. The one that can't be wrapped around a stand. The one that's in the black case. Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. It's got a level up.
Pachung! You monster. Why do we give you scotch? Pachung! Jesus Christ, this is a heavy one. I know. That's why I was waiting for the big gun. It is, it's actually very noisy, so you probably shouldn't give it to him. Yeah, I'm not. It sounds like you're masturbating. Okay, what about the uh, well, I am. the actual fidget cube behind the monitor? No, that one makes clucky clucky. That's also clucky. true. I'm out of ideas. You guys know I'm not actually a child. I'm just a shit stir. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving you different shit to stir. Uh, horses don't look like horse on film. You gotta pay. Oh shit! Cows don't look like cows on camera. You gotta paint up horses. What do you do if you want a cow? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was the other Ralph line in this episode? Oh no, run. <laughs> now it's the winter of our discontent. Yep. God damn, that pussy bitch ain't no... <laughs> <laughs> What's for lunch tomorrow? Oh uh, yes. Thank Chicken you. necks? <laughs> Chicken necks? <laughs> oh, this... <laughs> This podcast has gone to the dogs. Off the rails! Which don't look like dogs on camera. <laughs> you gotta use cats. We usually tape a bunch of mice together. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake.